everyone. We're ready. Hey. hey. Hi. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> good, you? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> no, were, you, were you talking to the audience there, I think? Just, yeah, I like, was. It's like, hey. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I was including people. It's like, you know, they can answer. We're an inclusive <laughs> podcast here. Exactly. <laughs> Why not? So, they, um, so today uh, is a special episode. Laura L. Watson is with us. Today. <laughs> Woo. Um, so I was thinking, um, so w- what do you think about the um, Laurel, Yanni? Oh thing? God, that thing. Hands down Yanni. Anyone who says Laurel is lying to themselves is Yanni every time. I heard Yan, Yan, and then it, Yan, Yanl. That's what I heard, really. Yeah. It like started like Yan, and then I heard Laurel at the end. I'm like, t- I didn't hear the start of Laurel or the end of Yanni. I'm like, I didn't. Is that a thing? I heard nothing. You heard both? Sort of. No, no, not even both. Those like mean. I missed the start and the end of separate words. So I was like, did I? He- does that count? <laughs> yeah, but you heard both then. I guess. I don't know. Interesting. I- what about you? I heard Yanni as well. <laughs> Right answer. <laughs> I think most people heard Yanni. Like I haven't met that many people that said they heard Laurel. I I used <laughs> to hear it because it's very like it's Yanni. Yanni. That's what that's what I hear. And Laurel, or it's not Laurel like this, it's a Laurel. It's like um like a lower pitch. Oh right, okay. Yeah, so if if you, you go at the first time, the first ten times it was Yanni, Yanni, Yanni. And then I went to search for a lower pitch, and then I heard the laurel, and I cannot hear anything else than laurel now. <laughs> it's a good job. It's a good job that that's not copyrighted, because a good way that some people get around copyright laws on like YouTube and stuff is that they'll upload something but change the pitch either like a half semitone up or a half semitone down to avoid it. Yeah, I know. Um, I support. It's not even a. It's mostly I see drum covers doing it a lot because you know it's very difficult to do a drum cover without any music but if you use the actual song because uh, i know this because i used to do it when i was a teenager um you just get flagged straight away because obviously it's the the record label uh, claim it it's not actually the artist it's just part of the uh label because now youtube um hits for music videos count to billboard positioning as well so it's like a very big thing to like clamp down on people taking the song and all that sort of stuff because they make money from being on youtube yeah. as well um, they, but if they did that for the Yanni and Laurel thing, that would totally screw with like what you would hear. Well, they said that um, it depends on your register, like how your brain, like the register that you usually hear. So if you have like, thank you, the um, <laughs> you ha- if you have like a high register, then you will hear one thing, and if you're low register, then you hear another. For the audio podcast, Yan just moved the Nook's mic. Yeah, the skill there to do that with one hand and not just like knock it over. I would be like knocking shit over by now. We can see, we can see your face better that way. Again, for for audio listeners, Jan miraculously leapt leapt across the table and readjusted mics with one hand. He leapt across the table and with his <laughs> and with a blindfold on as well. So that's, that's how cool Jan did it there. Juggling and everything, <laughs> ring of fire and all that. And uh, what what about the royal wedding then? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that a, happens. It's a very British that thing did to do. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> God, did anyone not? Did anyone not know that was happening oh it was just everywhere you couldn't you couldn't escape it no matter where you went it was if it was twitter it was like mainstream media it was everywhere yeah but, um i think do you think you're a royalist i don't think i i don't think i am but i think i think and we'll probably talk about this more in future episodes with like marketing marketing in films make you hate the movie until you sit down and watch the movie and you go 
okay, this is fine. I think that was the same for the Royal Wedding because my mum watched it because she was like, I just want to see what they're wearing, which I feel a lot of people do because it's like, it's it's a very good reason to like see like extravagant designers because it's a big event, you know. I think it was like near 2.1 billion people watched that event because it was it was live streamed on youtube as well it was more in america of course of course yes Uh uh, a canadian was becoming there was the uh yes but also america loves the royal family she is canadian right and she is canadian uh okay oh well (laughs) i don't know i said she was born a canadian did Did i say born in canada born in canada no, there was the um, Mr. <laughs> what else? Nespresso. George was there. Oh, that was funny. I saw somebody. It's like, oh, there's a. What, sorry, what's his wife? I never, Amal, Amal. Amal Clooney. There's Amal Clooney and her husband. I was like, okay, so that's how you're describing George Clooney. I love that's it. Great. I've been waiting for this moment to come. <laughs> he is her accessory. I think it's not yeah. the other way about. She's a fabulous woman. It was, she it looked was... so beautiful as well in that orange. Oh my, God. orange, right? Yellowy. They were calling it mustard yellowy. yellow. Mustard. I think that's what <laughs> my mom described it as. Mustard yellow. She looks so amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was mo- it was amazing because obviously they were sat next to another American couple. And uh, we've seen the, the David Letterman Netflix series that had he did an ep- episode with George Clooney. So you get to see where George Clooney's from, where his family stays. And it's just like a regular little town in America. So they're just sitting in in the Windsor Church and just been like, oh, bloody hell, look at, look at this. This board behind us is older than our country by like 500 years, yeah. at least. Yeah. Uh, um, so we'll go into the uh, like shout outs and uh, plugging time right away without the song. It's So Laura, uh, what's, uh, what's new since we saw you last? Uh, what's the this uh, Mia thingy? Oh, so Mia has been doing really well. It's kind of just finishing its circuit at festivals. Um, And yeah, it's been having a lot of positive feedback, a few big wins and some other great nominations. So yeah, it's been a wonderful experience getting to be involved in that and see what it's like Mm. and having your work be out there and people know about it. I mean, I worked in a new project just recently and the girl was like, oh, you're the girl from Mia. And I'm like, wow, I, <laughs> yeah, that is me. Um, oh my God. So another yeah, step up that notability ladder. Yes. Absolutely. Um, it's weird to think that it was the first thing I did after leaving ACS and it seems like so long ago. And I feel like as a performer, you change and mm. develop so much in short periods of time. So I don't even really recognize myself in the film anymore. So it's weird that it is kind of just getting out there and people are seeing it for the first time because mm. for me it just feels like a lifetime ago now. You watch it and go, oh wow, that's how I used to act back then. Like, <laughs> exactly. Wait till you see me now. <laughs> that's the bane of many an actor that, uh, you, well, except if you're on the stage, but your film either just uh, never uh, is, is never released or takes ages to to actually be seen by people yeah that or the fact that um you you've had like say you did like six t- great takes and one bad take and they've decided to go with a bad take and you're like oh for god's sake could they have not yeah. gone with the other one i did i did a film um like a kind of october november last year and he it's still in post oh yeah and so yes. the director because I'm, I'm working with him 
on a plane now he keeps on saying oh i'll get i'll get that film to you and i'm like oh, that was like ages ago like I, I, okay get the play done first then we'll then we'll have a go i know it's, it's yeah. crazy <laughs> and i don't even remember me acting in it because it was just so long ago I've yeah I, so much since. i'm the same i did a i did a student one where it was like a busker on uh, buchanan street i don't know if i told this story on the podcast um so we were doing it and it was obviously like a graded unit sort of thing um and I came on the second day, I was playing the, the other main character. They'd already filmed uh, previously with the other actor, who I don't know his name, and I won't say it because this story goes badly. Um, he'd worked on BBC Social. I think that's one of the reasons they had a theory that the guy just thought, ah, no, um, this is beneath me or something. But that's what they were saying. I, we don't know, because I never really spoke to him. Anyway, I arrive about 11, um, and they're like, oh, we'll, we'll break him for lunch, we'll get you in like makeup, because they were going to shoot him. He has a fight with me, so they're like, we'll do the makeup thing first, and then we'll take it off, and go from there so i get this full makeup stuff on and it gets like an hour later and he's still not back and it's like okay this is a bit weird and it, like another half an hour passed and I'm like where is he and then they just couldn't get him he just walked off halfway through which was more weird because the day before he shot all his scenes so he'd shot a whole bunch of stuff the day before and all he had left to do is the stuff with the the antagonist me but he's like nah i'm just not gonna do it and walked off so they had to like scavenge it together. And I'm like, I won't see that because mo- that f- I can't imagine how they, they f- edited that for a project. Um, but man, that was pretty bad. I was like, no, nah, that's not great. <laughs> Just ruin it for everyone. <laughs> but I remember my acting and I was like, oh, this, this isn't great because I think I hadn't done it for a while, especially on film. It was like the end of last year. I was mm-hmm. like, oh God, this is how we act again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is a discipline. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you're on stage at this summer, Laura, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'm going to do a little plug for my play. <laughs> I am going to be in a play called The Edge of You at the Fringe every day aside from Sundays, 12 o'clock at the space at Jury's Inn right off the bridge. Um, come along. Postcode. <laughs> <laughs> we have just recently started rehearsals and it's going really well. It's really exciting to be doing a play. I have not done a play since we were at drama school and it's so nice. You forget how fun and enjoyable it is to be part of the collaboration and to see things from the ground up and to like really get into the text day after day which is something that's kind of missing in filming you kind of get in you do your job and you leave and that's you done with it whereas doing the play I think it like lives with you a bit more and there's oh there's so much more like gratifying work to be had in it and yeah I'm just loving it yeah really long rehearsal days and really intense a lot of acro yoga and um running and just staring deeply into each other's eyes for six hours but um it's cool yeah surely you love the yoga part though Uh, (laughs) you would think but i am a lot less fit than i was (laughs) um a year two years ago and my thighs have just been burning for days like i couldn't walk down my two steps outside my house yesterday it was just like oh pain but yeah hopefully it'll be worth it is it um our tickets available already i don't think tickets have been released yet i think it will be when the program comes out which i think is imminent hopefully then i think it's like mid-june isn't it something like that Mm -hmm. but yeah they should be there the edge of you check it out cool um excellent so today uh we are going to talk about a movie called a good year which was uh directed by ridley scott but before we do that um a few other shout outs so um i talked in the highlander episode about a gentleman called thierry de carbonniere who was the very first time i did an acting workshop in 2009 my parents got me that for my 20th birthday uh that was with this guy and at the time, I, as a parting gift when I left, because we had the vineyard already, 
I I brought some bottles yeah. and we had the taste and everything. And he asked me to well, he actually took a box of six, <laughs> and he just wrote his second novel. Ah. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one, which is uh, way older, so it's only in French, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but in the second one, uh, he, he... Do you want to give the names for the audio listeners? I will, yeah, I, I, will, I will do that in a second oh, and okay. explain what it's about. But um, he included, um, there is a, my mother's wines uh, mansion in that. Yeah. Mm. It's mentioned. Uh, so yeah, it's called, so Thierry de Carbonier, the first one, it's quite remarkable because it says, so Récit, which is kind of a tale, uh, but it's uh, it's actually a novel. So there was a, it, it's a, but it reads like it's a biography. Okay. And it's the story that you never hear of those uh, small roles actors, one line actors. <laughs> uh, they, like, um, the, the protagonist in this uh, went to the... Um, you know this uh, like prestigious um, state uh, subsidized French uh, drama school, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Comédie France uh, d'art dramatique. I don't remember, but yeah. Um, so basically, it's the struggles of trying to continue to work uh, with just having one line, and all people telling all other actors telling him, uh, yeah, yeah, it's good for you. You have this part, one line, and he, there's this line like uh, the cab is parked uh, a bit further away. Like that, his that's the line <laughs> with which he actually uh, earns his money, and uh, because he also has kids, that that's the protagonist um, in there, and he talks about there's the. Um, Intermittent du spectacle. That's one unique thing we have in France is that if you do uh, 507 hours, uh, so that's 23 uh, or and t uh, 43 gigs, you enter in that category. And then you have like um, uh, kind of a pension, you know, you, know, you, you, you the, the state completes. So it's kind of if for, you had a salary. Right. For just for everyone or for actors like in the business for, uh, for for performers who oh, actually wow. qualify to that special thing that's interesting uh when it started it was a, a 2000 or something like uh, these days uh, 250,000 uh, performers uh, actually have this thing, this thing so it's always that's very nice. they have to actually wait until that amount of hours and things uh, happen wow yeah also talk about how casting directors uh when you're in the cast they're like gods what just if they asked you it's quite mm. crude what he said but you'll uh, you want to see my dick yeah yeah i'll just put it out no worries uh yeah. and uh the jealousy the jealousy and all all the well the the tagline in there says um, an actor um unveil unveils the surprising cruelty of his uh profession mm. right do you think because obviously we have the the revelation about casting couches and all that coming out now do you think by the time we are because obviously right now it's it, it will change, but it's all it'll take time. Because obviously the people there will probably be people still out there doing these sort of things at the moment. Because you know some people don't change until they get caught. You know, mm -hmm. so that won't happen to me. Would you reckon by the time, like say in ten years, where it's people our age are in those positions, that it's more likely to change? Do you think, or is it is casting couching always going to be a thing? I see no reason why it has to be a thing, but I do agree with you. It's going to take some time to get out of these very established practices, which for a lot of the time haven't been okay, but have very much been enabled. This, this, mm. The standard absolutely and have been enabled by people knowing full well it's happening. And there's been this culture of that just being the way things are. 
And I think now we're at a place where the culture knows that that's not okay. Mm. I wouldn't say the culture is a place where it's changed, no. but it's definitely heading in the right direction. Because you, always, I always think of like these ca- casting couch things as like you see them in like forties noir films, like that idea of like God, this world is really seedy, and the i the, the the even the the thought of that not have changed within like sixty years is fr- pretty depressing actually. Um, as an actor, because you know, I don't. It, it regardless of gender or age or whatever, that any one of us four could walk in and be sub subject to that sort of like intimidation and pressure, regardless of who we are. Especially more for women, obviously, because uh, it's a very much a male-run industry at the moment. Um, yeah, and also women are more likely to be sexualized. Yes, of course. At a younger age, so mm. it's probably more likely to be women. But yeah, of course there. are definitely times where men have been um, well, you, uh, you look to the kevin spaces and then you look to the harvey weinsteins it's like both both sides but obviously both are horrific yeah yeah um, wow it's awful the reason i'm saying this is like how old is the your 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 teacher um uh he's around 50 50 so he's writing so when he's his age of like being cast is what probably about the the 80s and the 90s then or maybe the younger even like 70s 80s he had a major leading role in a movie with a great director in in the eighties. Eighties, uh, yes. And so that was the first book. Um, it's like "Salut et applaudissements." That's what you get at the end when the the play's done. You get like uh, "Salut et applaudissements." You get claps and stuff. Uh, the second one hopefully, is hopefully, because, if you if you were good, you get claps. <laughs> uh, yeah. In the oh, there is just thing also. Uh, I put in, in in his book. That's where I read it. Uh, that in France, for some reason, I don't know if it's like an unsaid uh, rule or anything. So if you have um, less people in the audience that there are on stage, the play is cancelled for that day, for that moment. Oh, you said this to me. The second one is about him um, having success. So he had mm. this uh, soap. Uh, so people actually recognize him in the street, in Marocanes. So they recognize me. Uh, that was just released. And it says here that's the uh, like the marketing stuff by the uh, uh, philosophy teacher of your favorite uh, TV series. I assume that's so the role he was. It was right? yes, yes, yes. Hmm. Um, and it's it's funny because uh, the series is called Plus Belle la Vie, which is kind of a the, the kind of stuff we have here. Well, you have here uh, Holby City and River City. Ah, right. Uh, I, I think I've not watched, but um, not River. River, uh, is, is River City is not about like there won't be very many doctors as characters in River City. I don't think. I don't know. I've never watched River City. I've watched uh, Tom Uri extracts. Uh, All right. <laughs> yeah, very nice, yeah, very, very nice and funny stuff. Um, but he, there's this thing. I haven't read the second one yet. Uh, that's the where the 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 quote well the mention is but i will anyway before we delve into the movie and the tasting uh laura what's what's in japan in april and may because philip defranco pewdiepie you everyone went there at that period of time yeah you're right it is the most popular time in japan and it's because of the sakura season so sakura just means cherry blossom and japan is famous for their cherry blossoms there is more cherry blossoms per square mile than any other country in the world, I think. Um, and of course, cherry blossoms are notorious for only coming out for about two weeks of the year and then they're gone until next time. So everyone floods to Japan from Japan itself, like other nationals and then other people like me and PewDiePie and anyone else you mentioned <laughs> go um, just to kind of see that. And we were lucky that we did catch it. We 
actually were worried that we were going to miss it all because they were about a week early this year. And that can obviously really affect, you need to book flights in advance. You need to book your accommodation, especially because it's so busy. Mm. And then you're watching the forecast being like, oh, is it? Is it not? (laughs) Is it? But we were really lucky to see some of that. And it is an incredible, spectacular thing to see, especially when they start kind of falling off in the wind and it's just this pink dust blowing past. It's all very magical and mythical. On that note, has anyone else seen something spectacular like nature-wise anywhere just for conversation piece i've seen i think i've seen one i'm just curious if anyone else has what's your one well i remember when i was i went to antigua when i was about eight or something i saw like turtles coming up laying eggs on a beach nice which was unbelievable i was like wow i've never seen anything like that ever especially like tropical i mean the only other one i compare is like again we went back but we did like from my dad's 50 if we did um was it 40th no it was no it'd be 50th because he's 62 now so it was a while ago um we went like on this boat and you did like snorkeling and stuff and saw like lobsters going across the seafloor as well, which was really cool too. Most of mine are about fish, but um, <laughs> fish are quite majestic. Yeah, there's, something, there's something enticing about the water, isn't there, Jan? Having spent many years on yes, it. I, uh, the two things I can remember is actually seeing the green ray and diving with, diving with, with dolphins. Ah, okay. Oh, nice. Uh, but not in a tank. Like in the, like in, yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah, yeah. they're there. It was in Tahiti times. Uh, so wh- whales, um, dolphins, they're usually afraid of bubbles. So you can't really go dive and, uh, and well, in dolphins, you have the risk of uh, being raped always, you know, because they're perverts. Oh, but, uh, yes. I've heard dolphins this. are very frisky animals. I think we talked about this in Okja as well briefly because obviously it was about it was all about animals but yeah I, well they're very intelligent and i think they're very sexual yeah they are aren't they yeah they're well, like uh ch- chimpanzees i want to say bonobos yeah bonobos are the ones that like to get it on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is that is that why dolphins pull people into like <laughs> enclosures just like i'm just thinking of that video and it's like the woman's like standing there and like nabs her like at the side it it it, it grabs her plushy doll oh does it because I thought it was she's holding on to it oh yeah yeah kind of yeah. yeah or that seal that dragged like a kid into like a marina that's another one that was quite recent i haven't then, seen that so like yeah so it's like a group of like tourists because they and then there's like this little kid looking at a sea lion and she turns to walk away and it just like boom grabs her and pulls her into the water and like have two people diving to get her oh my like, bloody God. hell it's terrifying that is Stick terrifying to penguins <laughs> i know they're cute Penguins. 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 Hollywood should have had a laugh. It's like phone him up. It's like, do you want to be in the next Batman film? It's like, who am I playing? Oh, you tell us. <laughs> <laughs> who do you, you want to play? <laughs> Penguins. Penguins. <laughs> yes. Anik, you seen anything majestic? Um, Except for me in the mornings. Na- nature. Oh. I mean, my what, boyfriend right what, here. What a zinger there. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, Nature-wise, I can't think of one. But Surely something in like one thing. One thing that I have seen that's incredible is the Taj Mahal in India. It's like a whole other level of beauty. Mm. It's like you can't even describe it. Like I've never seen anything so amazing. You kind of think because you've kind of you've seen it so much in like magazines and stuff that yeah. it won't hit you as much, but it really does. It's like insanely beautiful. Mm. So yeah, uh-huh. that's the present yeah. from a guy to his uh, girl, wasn't it? The Taj Mahal. I know. I know. Uh, no, no, it was a, it was a dead. It was a, she died. That was it, it it's was, a cemetery. It, yeah, it was. A, oh, it, it's, okay. It's yeah. for his dead wife, even though he had like other wives as well. I think I have a feeling that the Taj Mahal is actually for his mistress, but I'm not sure. 
that might be me making it up, but I think mm. it's. I think it's the other way. When I, she died, the other way around. I think she's buried there. That's yeah, her she's there, tomb. Yeah. Like it's not like a thing. It's like she. If you go inside the Taj Mahal, it's like a. <laughs> That's reminded me of the the Idiot Abroad series where um Carl Punk Pilkerting, the the god of um podcasting in the o, in the OG days. They'd like they're in the world tour and they send them to like India to see the Taj Mahal and um, they're doing like the bit before like explaining a bit about India and, it's, and, and the Taj Mahal and he's like what's this and they're like explaining oh he he built it for his his dead wife but he had mistresses and he's like ah, I wonder if she applies like have I built this for my missus and it's like what what have you been doing <laughs> <laughs> why are you building me this so like, no reason I love you um yeah. Uh, so I think we we should probably. So basically, the idea is um, my mum built this vineyard out of nothing. Rock and in roll. Shush. Two thousand and six, there was nothing. Everything was abandoned. For like the vines were abandoned for a few years, like four years. But the actual uh, wine making facility, like forty years. So she had to make everything. Uh, so now uh, that's what we're about to taste. And I also brought some. Other stuff to have a go at, uh, stuff that I've never tried. Uh, that is a Margot. Uh, Ooh. well, not the Chateau Margot because that's, that's t- thousands, but still it's a 80 pound bottle. So we'll try this, uh, Corava thingy, uh, so we can have, uh, still. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll start to, by tasting the rosé. Okay. Yes. Uh, we'll start by the one which is a bit special, which is Cuvée des Cigales. Um, uh, so most of them, they are all uh, available from the website. Well, we don't really send abroad yet, but mm-hmm. um, or in the restaurant. Uh, the only ones that you can't get uh, is the nightfall one. That's the middle red on the on the frame. If you can see it there, I'll post pictures uh, along with the audio. Um, which is I, I got thinking about it. Les Vallons font fresque is the name of the vineyard. Uh, I came up with the Vallon. And Fontfresque is a bit uh, kind of reminiscence of uh, old house that we have in Provence. Mm. And it's like an f- um, old Provencal uh, word, which means uh, fresh uh, spring. Fontfresque, like Fontfresca. And yeah, a nightfall, that was also uh, an idea of mine, which because it's a French restaurant, uh, that's quite weird. And uh, my, my sister who managed that is a night bird, uh, a bird. Uh, on the, of the nightfall so that that uh, yeah so i will open right now because i will uh, actually open the rosé that's fine i'll just the red depending on how we do uh, i'll try the corava or <laughs> no, i know i know that for the margot i'll definitely use the corava <laughs> so mm. we still have uh for when mia comes maybe i know we, we have to to convert her to roses ah, of course last time i uh, talked with her she said nah nah roses are not wine she uh, hates okay. rosé <laughs> yeah. probably because emma's introducing her to like echo falls like, that's, <laughs> that's not, true echo that's, falls is not wine echo falls echo falls are rosé echo falls i love that video i think i still have that emma's <laughs> emma's first night out in glasgow with her proper id a very drunk emma yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um this is cuvée de cigales uh, it's half, well, uh, maybe not half, but there's some uh, Uni Blanc and uh, Rol, which is the Provencal name for Vermentino. That's two varieties there. Uh, the cork is what do you call, um, difficult. It's coming out there slowly. <laughs> that's, a synth, synth, that's not real cork. That's plastic. 
Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, no, this one is... Wait. Hmm. Oh, because now they, they look so like corks. It's weird. <laughs> They've done oh. so well. Whoa. What a nice pot. Uh, it's a good, on, good capture on the audio there, Jan. <laughs> I'll do better next time. Uh, it was not in front. Yeah. Uh, so the whole harvest and the sorting and everything is done um, by hand. The only thing that we get with a machine is putting the wine in the bottles and sealing the capsules and stuff. So if you could hand me the smaller glasses, please. Are we doing it in proper glasses, like for drinking the bright? Uh, yeah, just get them to me. Yeah, okay, cool. Is it something about the oxygen <laughs> mixing with the wine? Apparently thing? the best thing to drink tea in is a glass cup, apparently. Wait, I'll Like try- in India? Yeah. Yeah. I'll try to get that sound. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh. That's well done, that. That was well done. <laughs> well so, done. yeah, I think the reason that red wine glasses are bigger is so you can get more of your nose in. Ah, right. So you can smell it and give it more first, room to breathe, whereas ah, okay. the white gets directed more to your nose because it's not as... Oh, okay. Jan's going to correct me and tell me I'm entirely wrong, <laughs> uh, sure, but that that's is not, not That's not entirely correct. But yeah. <laughs> is that... Who's this? I'll give it to Laura. Okay. Give our guest first. That's so true. Yes. It's a very pretty colour. It's a very peony pink. It's like peach. Or, or peach. Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> smells like summer in a glass. Oh. oh. To be in Spain sipping on some wine. Oh, if only, yeah. Bread and olive oil. That's or my favorite or thing in to Provence. Do. Yeah. That's true. That's there, very true. That works. That <laughs> does work. Well, Jan's pouring. We're, we're, we're using the device of being a movie podcast to discuss a film called The Good Year by, uh, yeah, I mentioned earlier, by Ridley Scott. Uh, if we forget to talk about the episode because we're drinking wine, you, it's totally understandable, right? <laughs> we're drinking French wine. Uh, we'll mention it at some points, but mostly it'll probably be talking about. It, the family vineyards because i mean this the, the reason we picked this movie is because it is kind of about falling in love with provence and wine well, not even the wine in the movie but in this case it'll be in falling in love with different wines that we haven't yeah. tasted before it's like They're, a lifestyle as well isn't it like, true. Mm-hmm. i was trying to find the one that was suitable the the movie that was like same kind of philosophy uh as my what my mum is trying to bring here uh, there was the walk in a cloud and very old one with the canary reeves uh but this one was the only one uh, a good year I actually saw before. Yeah, what was those noises? Oh, um, me and Adam Bliss? might have had a cheeky sip. We got impatient. This is the Scottish over here. Like, nobody went like, get <laughs> get stuck There's in, mate. booze in my hand, I will drink it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind if I do, eh? Yeah, usually, you, you, you know, you get, you get those weird noises when you taste like... <laughs> uh, but we're actually, uh, it's a, we're drinking. <laughs> so, Santé. Santé. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that is good. I've, I've, there's been a while since I've had the rosé. I think I bought you a bottle of rosé, Anouk. Wow. For Christmas 2016, I think. Yeah, or your birthday, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, That's been a while. But I've yeah. kind of had a bit of an obsession with Jan's wine for a long time. Because <laughs> um, I'm such a wine drinker. I love wine. Um, and I think when... I, it was my birthday. I think you asked Jan to bring me like a bottle of red or something. Yeah, it was. From... It was last year's birthday. I got the the the, the, the couple of reds because you were getting into red wine again. So I was like, right, okay, we'll go yeah. reds this time. I was getting into red getting wine into reds. 
No, you know the. Um, yummy. I think the fact that the, the the glasses are a bit bigger also helps with the. So I have no idea how it's called in f English, but la robe. Uh, you know whether the the alcohol actually staying uh, like yes. moving on the glass. Oh. Yeah. We, we do have a term for that, which I do not remember. Uh. It will come back to me at some point through this episode <laughs> okay. and I always scream it out. Okay. Uh, I was going to look it up. So, but yeah, we'll be just going, so bye, if I should join in, Laura's like, bye. <gasps> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, it's funny because I never, you know, I drink, I'm not really necessarily a specialist or appreciator of wine. So I couldn't say, oh, yeah, I can um, taste some strawberry in there or whatnot. Uh, however. Well, luckily uh, for you, Jan, I am. And I can tell you for a fact, I'm getting a hint of grapes. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, I was, desperately, there's definitely grapes in this. No, it's, probably, <laughs> it's probably because I haven't tasted in a while, because I was like submerged by a kind of honey aroma. Mm. You also okay. get that kind of stuff? No? I find it interesting that as soon as anyone says any any flavor or scent, you can immediately smell it yeah. or taste it. And now I'm not entirely sure if I... If I'm just going along with you or not. That's very true. No, I get it's dead or like a very like flowery almost. Yeah, it's very it's very light. Like I'm getting some like blushing berry taste. I'm getting smashed, I don't very know about you. Soft. <laughs> <laughs> You're like two sips in, Adam. Nah, I'm <laughs> uh, I I don't have the info for info, but we we always mm. Um, even the roses, they, uh, a part of the volume actually uh, stays in oak barrels. Oh, okay. uh, depending on the, the difference in the reds is actually the actual varieties and the time, uh, how long they stay in uh, the um, oak barrels, uh, part of the volume for. So you mentioned the fact that you're, it was too fit. When did your mum open the, the vineyard? 2006. So, so you were... The year a good year came out. That's very true, actually. Mm. Very nice. Yeah. See how see how we planned it. Yeah, yes. there we go. There yes. we go. That's that's quite uh, interesting. Yes, we know what we're doing. <laughs> um, so obviously you were an adult, right? So what what did you think when your mum was like, "I'm, I'm going to open a I'm going to open a vineyard"? I was an adult and I was about to leave to Tahiti, so I was not there for the first harvest, uh, which always will. So we went. Uh, I was jet setting two weeks ago in London, and we went to one of the um, uh, Gardon Ramsay. Uh, flagships. Okay. So that's a Petrus. Ah, okay. Th that's nice. the only restaurant in the world where you can get uh, Petrus by a glass, thanks to those uh, which uh, Cohavin e extracting wine from the bottle without cork because uh, argon gas is uh, is the whole system. Um, anyway, and we talked with someone there, which um, really convinced my mum. Which I was I've been convinced about that for years, but I just didn't. That was not the click to okay. You need to do that uh, to actually tell her her story. Because uh, it's a very, you don't have that many, because uh, I would say like her unique setting points that she's an artist, she, she paints, she sculpts. Yeah, you mentioned in uh, uh, Call Me By Your Name, your mom's a sculptor. Yeah, mm. she, she's been, uh, not, not repressed, but kind of, she raised us first. She made sure we weren't like crazy kids or <laughs> like she Make was. Make sure she, my children aren't fuck-ups, like, Jack. Like, I mean, yeah, we, we, we talked in the... In the uh, God of War, it's, it's summer, but it's it's a sun. Like I mean, it's like she's like the pillar of the. Oh yeah, and Nick's like ah oh, fuck that kid. Me and you're like yeah, but it's she has she will forgive him. She's it's her son. Balder <laughs> wasn't a bad. Balder and Freya. Yeah, yeah. I just finished it last night. It's so good, isn't it? 
yeah <laughs> but yeah what a what a dysfunctional relationship that is oh god yeah really well messed up yeah as mia you played uh sex android so you probably like uh, detroit uh become human we just finished it yesterday Have you oh, tried that? cool um i didn't play it i watched some streamers play it and kind of just absorbed it that way i um i was a fan in a very Loose sounds of heavy rain. Um, well, it got, it's just such a meme. It's hilarious. With Jason. <laughs> yeah. Sean. Um, so yeah, I was really interested to see it, but I thought I really kind of wish that I did play it instead of uh, watching it. But, but we're, it's, it's we're going to discuss it. We can maybe arrange something that we could play through it at some point as a for. Yeah, it's very streamable. Yeah, it's very streamable. It's like 2,000 pages script. And the outs uh, are just unbelievable, the number of outs that I, we have. I was raging because we, we finished it last night and it's not really a spoiler. There was a bit where like everything looked like it was going to go badly. And I'm like, you know what? They're in a barricade. We're going to sing. And then people started singing. And then I'm like, oh. And then it completely went the other way. And I was like, I'm so angry. I'm like, I bet I was one. If I'd made one decision earlier, mm. I probably could have saved the day. But no. Well, I don't know if you remember the, um, they have a picture of, um, like on the media like oh this is this just happened and this just in and it shows like the mall totally on fire yeah. but i think that probably changes depending on what choices yeah, you made true, so yeah. because yours was fully like on fire it was like that's why the public yeah. was like well fuck the android yeah, <laughs> like basically. They're, they're kind of violent horrible things mm. but no good game good game heavy rain i agree there's just some stuff in there you're like oh for god's sake <laughs> I mean, For example, me and Jan were playing it because he got it three when he pre-ordered um, Detroit and he was like investigating this crime scene. He's like, right, I think I'm done here. I'm going to leave. He gets to the car and then the game like cuts back to the body. I'm like, Jan, you've not looked at the dead body yet. Come on. <laughs> nah, I'm out. He's <laughs> like, I'm going home now. I've seen what I need to see. <laughs> uh, no, the fact that they added the flowcharts is like makes it highly replayable. I, I played once. It was one. It was my story with that uh, the, with those characters. And then I played another one time. I wanted to do the shortest, po shortest uh, version possible. So the female uh, protagonist was killed in three scenes. <laughs> it was done with her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then it it was just a five hour streams when uh, you can it's like ten ten hour uh, con of content, but if you will want a um, hundred percent, it's way more. It can amount to f f four uh, forty hours. The only thing I will the only thing I will say about it before we move on is the fact I've seen people complain that um, the flow charts break immersion, like because you, you obviously you finish a level and you see like oh here's what you could have done. Um, Maybe the maybe a good decision could have been is like you leave that till you complete the game, and then once you've completed the game the first time through, they give you the floor chart and see like here's all the things that could have gone. So once you're done with your story, but again that's too difficult. But I think it depends on what kind of game you that's are. That's very true. Because I well. think for me that change that um, messed up immersion, but that's because I was watching it, and that's the kind of. I can't even call myself a gamer, it but did, like, I that's how I'll like absorb. It did make you kind of like oh, I immediately want to restart and play that again. So maybe it took you out of the story a bit, but it doesn't break the immersion, I don't think. But um, yeah, there are no androids in this wine. Just to bring it back to wine. <laughs> oh, that was a terrible know, like yeah, little right. swerve there. I go, I'll go again. It's like I love that scene in God of War where he drinks the the Spartan wine. Yeah, there you go. There's there's the link. That's the, <laughs> That's the link. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's I, drink some wine. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know who how the um, ch Facebook uh, live chat works. But uh, hello to Francis. I think he came at some point, and Mira also. Oh. Hi. 
Yes, yes. Uh, hello, hello. Uh, we'll We're have... drinking rosé, which you are definitely hating us for. It's yeah. lovely, though. It's so yummy. It's dry. It's not like sweet, sugary. Echo Falls. It's not Echo Falls. It's not Echo we, Falls. Yeah, the, the, you see the other one is more di- is a bit different. Well, way different. And that's the one who got um, the um, Feminali's silver medal. That's the that's ju- jury composed exclusively of, fem- of uh, women. I think you should have that on your website. Um, it's not Echo Falls, uh, Laura L. Watson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but the, the small one, that's a sweet uh, mm. white one. We only started to have those uh, two years ago. Okay. I'm a sucker for a sweet wine. I yeah. I yeah. That. Yeah, me too. Is that actually called a dessert wine? Is mm-hmm. that what desserts? What, okay. Oh uh, well, it, it can Careful, be used, yeah. but yeah, it's mostly used for desserts or foie gras. Ah right. Okay. Ah. Foie gras. Mm-hmm. Foie gras. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I um I went wine tasting in Hungary in Budapest with my mum, um, and their biggest global export is their sweet wines they're like i think something to do with the region and the temperature like they're much better at producing high quality dessert wines than they are anything else that they can't compete with the likes of france and new zealand and california for their for their white but their dessert wine is definitely up there with the best that you can get nice was it yummy there's something i didn't know existed until i visited a part of um, greece they also have some parts uh sweet red Oh, okay. Oh. Which is quite a weird concept. But yeah, yeah. And there is one uh, uh, winery in France who is like specialized in that and they have a massive success. I always think of red wines like being a company like meat, like steak. For example, we, Full-bodied. we've got a butcher shop voucher over there and the last time you it went, it's like, oh, we'll have this and then we'll have a bottle of um, Merlot because you're quite a fan of a Merlot. Malbec. Malbec, other one. <laughs> Malbec. 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 Oh, God. It's been nearly three years, Adam. <laughs> Two and a half, slow down. <laughs> Weddings and kids next. Uh, oh, behave yourself. <laughs> It'll be great for the tax. <laughs> Shut up. It's uh, lucky that Jamie uh, lives in the US because I would have her moved here if she wasn't. It's a fellow podcaster. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Jan's got an internet f- a fling with a. And a an alien podcast what would you describe it? yes, an yes alien? but uh, jamie she also has his thing with uh Kevin smith on twitter so you know you never know what happens on the internet i mean he, i mean he's he's famous but you've got a family vineyard i mean that's mm-hmm. equal pegging right here yeah. um yeah i was talking about petrus earlier because we met someone there and now gave us uh, and especially my mother um well, just talked and she she's starting a blog so the, the unique selling point is so that the other fact that she, there are not that many female in that profession. Like they actually, the whole cycle from, because in, in our family, her ancestors, she had like people getting the grapes to a, a place that where they made, um, wine, but the actual full circle is the very first time in a family. And she's, well, there, I'm not sure it's, it will be in French at first. I'll probably, uh, translate that so good old everyone, google translate uh, no it's not no. <laughs> uh, make sure it's translated into something that makes sense and on that note we should probably uh, go into the middle uh, the, the other so uh, your mo- okay i need to hurry yeah, up, drink up, um, drink up, babe. Drink up. so your mom comes from like a long sorry sometimes i forget the way podcasting we're not just drinking wine and having <laughs> a conversation <laughs> having a nice little wednesday um so your mom comes from a long line I mean, of, of wine line. makers? Not re- no, no. She had 
no, not winemakers, but some wine lovers, because she's obviously wine. Yeah. The, the what what happened before? Some of our ancestors were uh, wine sellers, or they had vines, but they were uh, selling those to another other people that would actually make the wine. Like it was kind of a mix. So there was no um, family brand. Okay, right. Until this came, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they the same grapes that she's working with now? Uh, no, she no. has no, 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 no. The 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 present uh, vineyard in Tourve, which is uh, close to um, well Aix-en-Provence, and it's uh, seven kilometers away from my sister's restaurant, mm. which we'll talk about uh, also a bit. Uh, Le Nightfall. That's where you get the Nightfall cuvee exclusively. So, is that the most local kind of wine you can get? Um, yeah, especially, yeah, well, local, what do you mean? Within distance to the vineyard, probably. Is it, yeah, the geographical location, is it the closest to the restaurant, like your family's vineyard? Oh, no, because in the place where we are, uh, there are, <laughs> competition is rude, so you have to tell stories and set you apart, but <laughs> in Provence, there are more than 7,000 vineyards. Wow. Okay, well, fair enough. <laughs> game on, game on. That's, that's intense. I'll try to have that uh, where it's supposed to be next time. <laughs> okay. I quite like as well that if you look at the glass, if you look at them side on, you can almost see like th- there's a shift between the color and then just the bring your glasses lighter. to me, please. Now, Top of the touch. We'll do Laura's first. So, what's the difference between the last one and this one? So this one. Uh, oh, that's, that's a big, big amount. Thank you. Here's it, because you, you are, yeah. Uh, this one has Syrah, Grenache, and Sanso. Entirely different varieties. And this is a... This is a... No, no, no. I don't. <laughs> Can I have a glass, please? <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was asking, um, is this how much you're supposed to give um, when you're wine tasting? Oh, no, way, way less. Oh, no. Way less. Way that's less. Like glass, that's like glass, babe. Yeah, this is a small glass. So we're just doing what? Okay, all right, cool. What do you, what's, what, yeah, because what was the issue there? No, no, no. I was just it's, wondering. Oh, when you actually taste the, in the like restaurant that? before they actually serve the bottle, it's way less. It's just like a touch. Does anyone else here... Well, when, when you go wine tasting, when they, I've never when, actually when been. They, when they do that in the restaurant, you know, there's always like a significant pressure because you don't know if it's bad, do you? Like, well, the thing is, I think I have worked in hospitality since I was 16. I think a lot of people don't understand that you're not asking them if they like the wine. It's for court, right? Yeah, you're yeah. asking to see that the wine's still good. So a lot of people are like, mm, I don't know. And I'm like, no, no, no. You've bought this. It's yeah. fine. It's also a screw cap. So it's <laughs> definitely not off. But... um but yeah, a lot of people really enjoy the milking it whilst you're standing there in a really oh, busy getting, restaurant yeah, yeah. being like, handsome. I know this wine is fine. Please just say yes so I can get on with my job. Uh, we, we all have this yeah. one? The uh, tamaris? Yes, the, what you just poured, yes. Yes, okay. This one is funny because there is a magician. Like, we've seen him in uh, our magic Juan Tamaris. Okay. Um, I I got him a bottle once. That was not that cuvee because I wasn't that smart on that day. But uh, cuvee de tam- it's a plant, I think. Tamaris, right? Uh, yeah, I think it is. I mean, my French well, is excellent, but I think it is a plant. Anyway, uh, this one, 2017. Uh, because the good old- year, a good year, and yeah, we know specifically. Uh, we we used to have. Uh, so I'll try to describe that for our audio listeners. We used to have, you can see on the label there, um, the year here. Okay, yeah. But it's very expensive, especially because of the gold uh, foil. Uh, so now 
the the year so we can keep the tamaris label for every year that's the same uh, uh package thing and then we just get a new uh, back ones but a year so it's a bit cheaper yeah because that's the thing with star wars that um episode six because return of the jedi is that because it was cheaper than printing i think it was revenge which is one like one or two letters more <laughs> so it was saved him it saved george lucas like millions upon printing because it would be on like all the merchandise mm-hmm. so he just called yeah i'll call it return we'll save a couple of, we'll save a couple of million wow okay I know. that's interesting i know oh something cheers oh wow that's distinctly different i think it's a lot softer there's not as much it's mm. not as dry as well it's more mm, it's a really easy drinking mm. Yeah, it's a lot less. It was very clean and very, just very easy. It's a good job we did a whole, like, four weeks of improv, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Breezy summer day. (laughs) Yes, and it's also very, very drinkable. (laughs) Freshly mowed grass. (laughs) It's not a Bertie Bott's every flavoured bean. (laughs) Metaphors, use use metaphors. Yeah, Mm. it's Uh, like a... Mm, it, it's very humid. It's like a, it's a, like, it's like a warm kiss on a on a cold <laughs> night. <laughs> I'm gonna challenge that. Every time I have a new one, I'm gonna come up with a new like terrible simile. Kissing analogy. Yeah, oh, kissing analogy. All right, I'll challenge myself. We'll see how this goes. A child laughing. <laughs> I love it. This one tastes like hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah, shattered mm. hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it tastes like smart goals. Do you? Do you? Because I'm pretty sure that those will be, we're tasting at the right temperature. I'm not entirely sure about the red ones because it's supposed to be like between 16 and 19 degrees Celsius. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But uh, it's a warm day in Scotland today. It has been a warm last few weeks. It's yeah, been great. It's, it's weird. You haven't seen that in 400 years, have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely feels that way. Yeah. Well, me and Yam were at a, um, a local coffee shop around the corner and, uh, as I said to Yann, it's like it's just like you're back home, isn't it, Yann? Like twenty four degrees, sitting outside a coffee and reading a book. Yep, I could get used to it. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I forgot to say though. So the very first one we tried is seven fifty uh, euros a bottle. Wow, really? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Even with minimum pricing in Scotland now. <laughs> that's what you. That's what you get when you buy uh, in the actual uh, vineyard. Mm-hmm. And this one is eight fifty. This one is eight fifty because that's you know the all the controlled uh, you know like when the the champagne you can't call your wine your bubbly wine a champagne if it was not in the actual region yeah uh, the the this one uh, Syrah Grenache and Sancho varieties that's what you can have in the um, Côte d'Ivoire en Provence which is the uh, the actual name of the like you have Côte de Provence uh, this is this one that's what you're allowed to do. Uh, so you're, it's fixed. We had more liberty in the previous one. Uh, way, way more leeway on the on the first one. I just bought a candle that had Grenache. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would have a Grenache candle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it smells very unstated, if that's a word. I, understated? Understated, yeah. That's you, what I meant. Have you been back to help with the harvesting ever since you missed the first one? I missed so yeah I have um, no see it's the first one I missed because I, I, that was the period I went to Tahiti so I missed that but uh, that, and that's the very first one because now we have um, to press the actual grapes we have hydraulic stuff now but on the first one it was actually as it was done before with the feet with your feet wow mm. 
I don't think anyone would buy wine that I crushed with my feet <laughs> if they had seen my feet. Hey, Gosh, you no. never know. How, if Mia does really well, you never know. People might pay for that. Oh, yeah, I've heard that's a thing. I actually have a friend who's an actress who has found a bunch of pictures of her like from the knees down oh, on the God. website about people with um, foot fantasies. Oh, bloody Yes, hell. That's yes. crazy. It's an it? actual thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some actresses, they have um, Instagram accounts for their feet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, it's like I, uh, I, I fetishes. Would, I would not be okay with that. I don't uh, know. I hate my feet. Your or feet. anyone's feet. Some your people feet. might love your feet. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> you no. should try and get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, That's how I got famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could be a thing on Patreon. I don't know. I know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> because the, the private <laughs> for, Snapchat is not a thing. For ten, for £10 a month, you get access to Anouk's feet photos. Wow, right. I don't know. I don't God. know, <laughs> I don't know how I feel How about desperate that. are we? Honestly, I'd much rather give them like a tit photo. I'm honestly... It's more, it so is more happy. funny because me and Anouk, Anouk had this conversation She'd be like four four glasses of wine and she's like do you think i could do a private snapchat i'm like babe you don't we're not having this conversation we don't we're not there yet okay <laughs> don't worry i don't have that kind of i don't know yeah i would not be okay with what that. we would do what we would <laughs> no. do because your sister does like these really artist arctic photos arctic arctic sorry she's artistic so <laughs> she's very cold very cold sorry yeah one second my sister has just shared our video and she has a good following on facebook and she's the manages the nightfall which is i'll show everyone at home on the video that's the the carte le menu oh looks like this we'll uh, talk about this and uh, i'll show you the the actual content and uh, see if it evokes some stuff, even though it's in French and you won't understand anything. We'll try to well, that's why you're here. You can translate for us. Yes, yes. What's your sister's name? Sophie. Bonjour, Sophie. Bonjour. Bonsoir. Thanks, Bonsoir. Sophie. Yeah, cheers. She's, uh, cheers. What's, she's probably working right now at the, at the uh, actual uh, super, restaurant. Super busy then. What I was saying was your, your sister is known for taking arty photos of herself. Hmm. So what we would just do is just have you impersonate these photos. To annoy her as well, because one of the very one of, openly would, open. Me and Anouk, me, <laughs> me open and Anouk took photos of us like seductively eating ice cream once, and just made the hashtag um, trying to be trying to be Nene 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 Nene. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> she was so angry. She was like, "Take that down now." She was like, "Do you know how long my friends roasted me after you put <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, "Come on, it's so funny." Like every like other month, I'll just put myself like. It's amazing what some people can get away with and it's totally like it's just their aesthetic whereas I would not get away with that. My brother would have an absolute field day tearing into me. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, she has friends that kind of ninny. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> just roast her, but she kind of loves it. Hmm. Yeah, this one is so it's one uh, pound more. Eight fifty, so we um the, the our prices uh, like increased slightly in the last five years because we the, the thing is I don't know if it's part of our the message we bring out but that's that's just the truth or let's just go for it uh, it was so uh, like so many things to do and to build that to actually uh, turn any profit F five years ago we would have needed to sell bottles for 400 pounds uh, euros to actually make a profit wow. Ooh. yeah because wow. it's uh, i mean there were like rabbit uh, cages in there where, where now we we're doing the 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 wine so this was the everything needed to be done again it's quite it's quite inspiring actually because if it's such a big revamp to turn it into an actual working vineyard then that's quite a feat of passion for your mom to just totally do that you know 
Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. I won't spoil it because the blog will come mm. uh, soon, so you've got the whole um, story in there, and it's you. You don't, you don't have uh, that many females doing that. Uh, the, mm. the, the artist side, and it, she didn't. It's one of the uh, blog posts she's wor working. We're working on. Well, she's working on mostly, well, hundred percent, basically. Um, she wasn't. It wasn't because she was a wine addict that this this happened. She saw those vines dying, and she just fell in love with the with the vines. So she needed to save to save that 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 whole that whole thing. And so it's more the actual living uh, vine grapes that she, she fell in love with. And now it's it's being recognized more and more into those wines which are properly priced by our analog. Ah. So it, it took, we, we finally, we increased a bit, but not, not that, that much, uh, actually. But we're not really into that, um, you know, uh, label drinkers. Mm. Ah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, even if we won a lottery, uh, we would not get one of those uh, uh, 13,000 pounds bottle at Petrus. Uh, we, no, we, we're, not, I, we're not getting into that. It's like method acting. Which, yeah, no. I feel it's too much pressure. Like, say you buy a 13,000 pound bottle of wine. What if you have a sip of that and you go, I don't like that? Well, that's just too much pressure to be like, we've. Eh. That's Although not, if you buy that bottle, you probably like, ah, I don't yeah, know. It's like, like, like yeah. buying a bottle, bottle of Echo Falls. Yeah, like if Jay Z buys that bottle, that's that's probably you know something that he gets in an hour. Like it's not gonna make break the bank. Like people that are buying that aren't going to be buying it because they yeah, care about money. It's I mean it's at that level thirteen thousand. It's still reasonable. I mean it's you, you would drink that, but uh, the the thing in the year of the comet, the one million. That's yeah, the bottle. You just have it because you have it and it's prestigious, but you won't ever open it. It's like that stuff you because you will you probably be disappointed and it's not. Now it's just like an art uh, object. It's not something uh, that you, you're not supposed to be drinking. I actually have a story about this. Mm -hmm. So my boyfriend, Thomas, does not drink, which is very boring and also makes me feel like an alcoholic <laughs> when I have one glass of wine a week. But um, he happened to have in his possession a very rare 1992, 1994 bottle of uh, Veuve Clicquot, Le Grand Dame, um, which I did a quick Google and was in the region of about a thousand pounds to buy off the internet, which for us is a very expensive yeah, bottle yeah. of champagne. And he just kind of said to me, you can have it. And I was like, no, like you should try and sell this. If you're not going to drink it, make your money back, whatever. I did a bit of research. Um, my manager also owns a wine bar. So I was asking her, like, is it something that I can sell? Do you know the people to contact? And she said, how long has he had it? And I said, well, I don't know, about eight years. And she was like, just open it and drink it because the chances of it being off or like unsellable, especially if it's not being kept in the right conditions are really high. So best case scenario, you get to enjoy this bottle of wine. Worst case scenario, it's off, but that's it. So I was like, okay. So we had like a family dinner. I took it along, had it all chilled and opened it. Oh my gosh, was this the nicest bottle of champagne I've ever tasted <laughs> in my life? But I think it definitely was at the point where it wouldn't have been in prime condition. It was definitely a lot more alcoholic <laughs> than it should have yeah, been. Yeah. After about half a glass, all of us were a bit, ooh. 
but yeah my gosh delicious and i'm so it's such a nice thing to well, to try the the um aging curve of because it's uh, white uh champagne right so it's uh, just white wine that you add bubbles and uh, well anyway um y the red ones are that's the ones that uh, the one I, I have because I, I said uh, why try why not try another one in here today? Um, it's a ten year thingy, so it's supposed to be the peak is supposed to be so the year it is two thousand and ten, and it should start to decline uh, next year. So it's good that we're actually trying uh, bits uh, today. But yeah, they all have uh, an age, and it can go very far if you change the cork every thirty years can go okay. can go very far yeah that's the thing that is done changing the cork so mm. so in the in the film he goes back to so, right we'll talk about the film briefly while jan opens the bottle of wine this is how we do it when jan's opening wines we'll discuss mm -hmm. the movie yeah that's the white now uh russell crowe plays a, a stock market trader max skinner max skinner is hello his, is lab rats it? that's very true um lab rats who he grew up as he grew up kind of is it implied he grew up there or did he spend a lot of time with his uncle who owns the vineyard that yeah well they haven't spoken to each other in like 10 years yeah. right so he travels back and it's like right okay he's left me that he's left the well there's no no there's no well so we have to go and sell he wants to go and sell the land because you know he's, he lives in london and everything if you're a londoner the rest of the world doesn't exist it's just london <laughs> <laughs> Anouk, you tell me. Yeah, is that so true? true? You're like very, very true. I know you have friends that like. So you're in Scotland. Why? Yeah, <laughs> very true. Or they're like so Edinburgh. It's like you know how big Scotland is. <laughs> I'm going to excuse myself briefly to use your facilities because I am a lightweight when it comes to wine. <laughs> yeah, ah, no worries. No worries. <laughs> we'll just uh, try to. Uh, Fill the <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, we yeah. all pour the glasses. So this is yeah, that's that's right. That's um, either the well, we this year we had a double uh, thingy. We had our first red uh, medals ever. We used to have uh, silver ones or no uh, medals, but yeah. That, so that's the uh, cuvée de Claire. So that's my mum is called Claire, and she's really fond uh, of her wine, obviously. But white, she loves white, so that's what it's called. That and the sweet. Uh, sweet white, which bottle is uh, coming next? Uh, well, no, we will we'll do the red afterwards, and uh, at the end we'll have the sweet red uh, white, the sweet white uh, called the Trésor de Claire, like the uh, Claire's treasure. Ah, very mm. nice. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So what I was saying is that um, in the film he goes back to the vineyard and he's like he hasn't been there since his kids. So he's like, oh, the wine's going to be amazing because immediately you assume if you own a vineyard, every wine is amazing. And he gets there and he drinks it. And every scene in the film, they spit it out. Um, so, Jan, is that because the wine is not good or is it because it's corked? Because it's not been looked after, do you think, in the film? I think... No, not necessarily corked. Because, well, Cause he, I think, cause they I all think it's just not good. They, they just didn't really... They probably, when they harvested, uh, used the machine, which gets all the the leaves and the tree branches and everything. And that's that's one thing when you use a machine to harvest. You've got yeah, you everything got like uh, yeah. animals, kind of weird random uh, stuff in that uh, also. Um, so it's just not good as opposed to corked. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, my sister is uh, says hi. Uh, For sure. So does my mum, I think. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'll, oh. <laughs> so I'll try to get that sound uh, on the mic now. Just be aware that I don't uh, Punch kill you. Punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll just... I'll, I'll start. Uh, I'll start. Yeah, yeah here we go. Oh. Oh. 
So that's I was explaining Cuvée de Claire. Uh, my mum's name is Claire. That's a favorite. Oh. Yeah. So Why? sweet. Oh, yeah. Okay. May I have your glasses, please? <laughs> it's a very big glasses, Jan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, Maybe the, just the Continentals. Pass that one. <laughs> Whose glass was that? This is mine. Was, I think that was yours. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll maybe have a smaller yeah, amount than that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I have yeah. rehearsals in the morning. You're yeah. not going to be a fan of me for this. We also, yeah. That's good. That's yeah. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Are we good? Yes. Oh, we are. Cuvée de Claire, uh, two years ago, 2016. Oh, uh, this one, and I think, yeah, uh, starting, I think, 2000. And don't want to say uh, crap, but I think starting 2016 uh, or two years before, we started to have organic because uh, it's always been organic. We, 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 my mom doesn't add any random weird stuff, but there is a three years conversion uh, time that is uh, mandatory. Well, that's got a, that lingers with you. It's got a lingering taste. It's it. got a, the oaky finish. Mm. I'm also getting some passion fruit. Mm. It's very spicy. Like the smell is really, it's like, whoa. Oh, me too. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you get that feeling? You can feel the, this one, this uh, was in oak barrels. I think you can feel mm. the, 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 yeah. Because I actually, uh, you know, I discovered, I think, and I talked to you about that uh, privately a while ago, Laura, the um, Thistle Cross uh, elderflower. Yes. I tried a few days ago the um, whiskey cask version, mm -hmm. and you can clearly feel the 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 the, the whiskey cask. In the, yeah, yeah. Well, I can do a visual representation of we're talking about casks. It's behind Jan, so two seconds. Mm. Oh yeah, I have kind of an obsession with my um, gins from Eden Mill. Oh, Eden what? Mill gin, yes, <laughs> love it. That's what my mum was saying. So you, you'll probably be completely smashed uh, before you're done. Yes. <laughs> and, and my sister is uh, eager to welcome all of us at the restaurant when oh, because oh, we will we will be doing a road trip we at some point. I'd love that. So on the table right now are Eden Mill, who are a gin distillery. They do whiskies as well. I had no idea. Wow. They're really good. Um, so this is num number one. They do it in batch. It's of the batch numbers, which um, and they've all got kind of a an oak cast. They've all got an oak finish. Um, so that's just a regular one. I got this for my twenty twentieth, I think twenty first. So I've had this a good while. So I'm just about to finish that. Uh, if anyone wants to try, I'll, I'll have a glass available. Oof. But um, I, think, I think there's maybe enough alcohol the, uh, on the table right now. But it's also <laughs> nice because the difference, because this one is it's the same sort of thing, but it's with uh, in the barrel with port as well. So it's got a port I finish. guess you can smell them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting that a lot of whiskey places, like, is it Brook Laddie that make um, Karoon? Mm, I think so, yeah. Like some, I think it's some connection. But gin typically is an English thing because it was really easy to mask how poorly made it was because you just keep shoving in botanicals and eventually you'll end up with something that's okay. Mm. Whereas in Scotland and Ireland, where there's generations back in a heritage of making really fine whiskey, we didn't bother with gin because we were like, we're going to focus on mm. some like really good quality spirits. Yeah. Whereas gin is that typical, I'm going to make it in my bathtub with whatever fits. <laughs> and now it's really interesting, I think, that Scottish gin is really becoming the premium for what's out there. Yeah. Because 
these risky brands and like people with the real knowledge are thinking okay well now that it's a big thing we can actually make some decent yeah. quality stuff so yeah so the, that's really they're, interesting, they're all in actually. oak barrels but this is an export oak barrel so that's quite interesting to like yeah. finish it off beware of your name i will do <laughs> And, oh, then, and then this one is now in what used to, so they're all kept in oak barrels, but they were obviously used for other things to give it an extra finish. When you say export, you don't mean export, you mean export, export wine. Port, yes, as in port. the drink port, I not see, as okay. export. So this one is in a bourbon, an old, I'll say old just to make it easier, in an old bourbon barrel for the left <laughs> back. And then this one was in an old port, hence the different in colours. Mm, yeah. I will say... That's these are these are the type of they're reasonable. I think they're between forty and sixty, so they're a reasonable price for a, a decent whiskey. Um, uh, and I've tried this one with like as a mixer, which is excellent. I can't do it with this one because this one is just too good on its own. I just have to drink it straight. Um, hence why it's taking me forever because it is it's, very very strong. It's I mean, intense. you think this is so? This is a forty. You've had this before, Nick, and it blows your head off. That's forty three percent. Yeah, I, I'll have like a, a sip and this, I'll be done. Like this I'll one be like, is oh god, can't. fifty-one. Is the other one. what degrees? What degrees? Not degrees. Percent. Uh, percent uh, alcohol. Percent. It's oh really yeah, that's hot. Oh wait, it's in degrees in France. Okay. Okay. That would yeah. be one oh. Well, percent. That's the same. Hmm. Uh, alcohol. Okay. Oh. That's intense. Mm. Yes, yeah, so, so you you can have one glass and then two <laughs> two smalls if you're lucky, but. Um, yeah, they're they're very maybe not if you're doing something the next day. <laughs> uh, so the the cork for this one is also synthetic, but it's a replica. It looks a bit like uh, it looks a bit like a, a cork. Mm -hmm. uh, this one is eighty percent Vermentino and twenty Uniblanc. What does that mean? That's the varieties. The great. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Nick's gonna have when we go and visit Jan's family in the vineyard. And Nick's gonna have like loads of like pieces of notes, like ah, this is this variety. <laughs> Taste cards. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy who is taking care, the French guy who is taking care of the of all the vines in the movie, there, he's called Didier Bourdon. He's part of a trio of uh, hugely successful uh, comics in the. Uh, in the eighties, kind of the French Monty Python, but less absurd. Right, uh, and they all transitioned to acting, and it's always nice to see them uh, in in actual movies doing stuff. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because I found out that the the main set for this film was eight minutes away from Ridley Scott's house. Is that right? Where, yeah, where was that? In uh, in Provence, because I see. Okay, so the whole thing, Ridley Scott like loved the living there as well. So he's like, I quite like to show it off. So that maybe explains why he made the film it seems not at all like a ridley scott film yeah no, no it doesn't at I all i think he had the pal and they wanted to do they enjoyed wine and they wanted to do it was not a corporate uh, uh thing they just wanted to do a movie about wine mm -hmm. uh, i don't i think it's a speculative script there was no previous uh foot thing I mean, it's just out of a bet from two friends i guess it definitely feels like non like studio interference which is nice because I've, we've recently we've been seeing all these big budget Marvel and we've just seen Deadpool and all these like very corporate -y films. I mean, it is nice to see a film that doesn't have any case of real interference, I think. I, I think as well the difference between like the scenes in London and the scenes in Provence are like very different. Mm. And there's definitely, it's like that kind of blue light. It's like, a, it's like light blue that you always reference to like kind of office buildings. Yes, it's like yeah, very yeah. harsh light 
and that was kind of and like gray and stony and yeah, yeah. like yeah which has like a blue hint to mm. it but, it but it's very steely um was, yeah. and then with like when they go to provence it's like yellow and sun and pretty girls and when i was watching this film i was i was thinking a lot about um call me by your name because obviously the the whole being outside in this the, almost a summery vibe yeah it's a very old to uh mediterranean mm. summer yeah just that that whole essence of being in love and the wine and the food and the smell of the like ocean. the outside world doesn't really exist it's just you in this yeah lovely place really i, I mean because the other choices were um a year of a comment which was kind of a romancing the stone uh, romancing the stone that film was fucking ridiculous i loved uh, it <laughs> <laughs> bottle shock which was kind of a rivalry between uh, california wines and uh, french wines uh, with um, alan rickman which was funny but wasn't right for for this and a kind of a buddy comedy like well okay, the guy was divorcing which is the highest rated on rotten tomatoes uh um, I don't remember the title, but it's the but with Paul Giamatti, which I also watched, but it wasn't really in the spirit of what we're trying to achieve at the vineyard with my mum. Uh, so yeah, Good Year was the actually the only one I watched ever before. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's definitely a connection then with your mum and the film because obviously, um, what's his name? Did Didier Bourdon? Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, ah! yes, yes, nailed it. Didier Bordeaux, um, he kind of has this love for the vines and making wine. And it's not about money. It's about what you're making. Uh, yeah. I mean, it usually is, except if you're um, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt and buy whatever you have uh, for 30 million and just make sure that it produces wine. Uh, no, they, my mom, she's just made out of thin air. She's just make sure that there is this thing that is now a brand mm. that I'm trying to lobby. Every, I mean, most of, in all circles, I'm, uh, it's, it's more, it's clearer in the magical circles. I mean, but if, well, <laughs> uh, it's in terms of acting is that I, I would prefer, uh, when Paul Wilson wa- uh, looks at me that he would have a, oh yeah, we'll cast him into that. <laughs> Uh, rather than hmm wine <laughs> uh, but no you know it's I've been doing some lobbying and so lobbying so the wine is uh, not at that level that um, um, what's the beats that the, the guy just put those in all the celebrity uh, all the celebrities ears and now it's massive even though it's clear to everyone who knows about music that's the crappiest kind of headphones you can have in the world beats yeah, but that's they're because not great. Do, do, are they are Dre's by Dr. Dr. Dre Dre by Dre by Dre Beats Beats by Dr. Dre but I mean that's he the had brand, really but, yeah but he had the whole thing that he was famous before he made them so that would help yeah yeah, yeah. I, just <laughs> so, checked, I just checked on Rotten Tomatoes um, so this film is critically panned, but with an audience, it's kind of in the middle. It's like a 63% audience to a 25 critical. I feel like it's one of these films that now that it's obviously been out for over 10 years, you wouldn't ever choose to put on. You would never go searching for it. But, you know, if it came on BBC Two, Channel 4. ITV on like and you were Sunday. Like, mm, yeah, okay. And you'd stick with it and you'd actually quite enjoy it. And at the end of it, you'd say, oh, I watched this quite good film. Yeah. But it's not, it isn't. 
it's not it's not life-changing the script isn't fantastic no, it doesn't accomplish no. a lot as a piece of writing or any it doesn't do anyone favors in acting but it's no. it's a nice film well yeah. speaking of accredited um the eda gave it the hall of shame and it's quite interesting the the eda is it's a it's basically about it's awards for like women so they have categories like play uh, feature films with a female protagonist and it's like different awards so that's quite interesting but i'm also very curious to go okay they gave this film the hall of shame so i went and looked to like their other hall of shame so like mel gibson's in there and like norbert so it just seems like poor films that don't really re- represent women and i went and looked to that i'm like right and then i thought i'm like yeah, no women are really in any vital role in this film. This one doesn't pass the I can, what I know, the Bechtel test. The Bechtel yes. test. And this doesn't pass that. To no. be fair, though, I have to say that I think any film which features any man or actor, Russell Crowe being one of those men, um, that's ever had a personal issue with something to do with abuse or divorce That's and very true you're yeah. not going to support that like regardless if it's his best performance regardless if the film is great like it's always going to fail these tests because you can't get beyond that i'm looking forward you're a bit of a dick i'm looking forward yeah. to mel gibson and russell crowe producing well, uh, little women well uh, what is that a thing no of course it's not <laughs> I mean, well i would love that I'd, there, <laughs> there is a is that a minister in the uk who tried to have uh, Detroit shut down because of the uh, uh, Todd-Alice relationship. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a huge outrage uh, on those. Uh, we live in a time where people get outraged by everything. I mean, look at... Um, Rosenbach? <laughs> yes, I suppose. Um, she was actually quite racist, though, to be fair. Yeah. A little bit. A I'm, little bit. You I'm trying to think... You can't call a black person an ape. Like... Oh no! What? Yeah, was, yeah, no, yeah, that's not like just even if it's a joke, you can't. It's just you just can't do that. There are certain things you just can't do. I mean, Twitter is full of trolls, also. So I just stopped. I I didn't deactivate my accounts because uh, we we we're streaming on on Periscope, which is on Twitter. So we have this, but I stopped going there because it's just a shit show. It's just uh, yeah, okay. I don't need that stuff in my life. I think it's more it's more amusing because we are like a generation later from like. So there are people that are coming into Twitter now that are, and it's it's becoming a new thing because obviously, I think with all these things, they kind of go with the younger generation that's there because obviously they're going to use the platform more because they're going to they're not less likely to leave. I think that's kind of why Facebook in the world and now is like they'll sell you ads on everything because they know they're kind of like fading out because we were really the the age that had Facebook like MySpace before us, but Twitter right now is kind of becoming a. People that are in high school now become moving into that. So, yeah, it's interesting you say that because Twitter became a thing when I was still in school. I think I was in third years, about fifteen, about nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I only made a Twitter for myself about a week ago. Yeah, and it's interesting that I, because for years I have like battled against it. I'm like, why would anyone be interested in what I'm doing with my daily life? But it kind of just seemed like. And necessity, especially as an actor, to yeah, like yeah. be yeah. there and have a presence and be involved in that. And in a sense, I hate that, but it's also like this is where the world is at mm. this point. I mean, at the, in the MySpace and the Bebo days, like you never thought that Facebook was going to take off, but it has. <laughs> it's just become we live with these 
black screens on our phones and in our houses and it's yeah. it's who we are now so yeah. you kind of either have to embrace it or you become that like grandparent that's like in I... my day we used to play games and talk to each other <laughs> well i i had this weird thing where um i really wanted to like stop social media um because i have this really bad thing about like comparing my life to social media lives mm-hmm. and obviously if you do that your life is so much shitter than everyone else's because obviously you're only seeing the best of people's lives but I have this horrible habit of like oh I'm not doing that yeah so I was like I need to get out of that because that's just totally making my depression and anxiety horrible um but then I realized that I can't because my job is really (laughs) much to do that is to promote yourself yeah Yeah. speaking of which did you guys see that whole there's a play that's out now that um, the main actress was cast because she had a massive Twitter following. And oh my gosh, it, yes. It's yes, a I shambles, apparently. This. It's like two-star reviews, like it's a whole terrible idea. Because the whole the, the, the hope was that they made it relatable to younger people because they know this person. Like It'd be like um, casting like Zoella in something. Like I was about film. to say Zoella. Yeah, like Zoella. That is what it is. And it's, yeah, it is... Oh, it's this whole backwards thing about is that okay? Like, are we just not progressing with the times? Or, I mean, I I have a young nephew, niece, and my cousin's child, and I said to her, like, oh, like, what do you want to, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do? She was like, I want to be a YouTube star, and I'm like, Crazy. oh, that's that's not a thing. Yeah, dab on them haters, bro. Yeah, I mean, and even <laughs> it's because you know, well, that's the new version, but it was at some point actors. When you think about it, uh, doctors and firemen, and that's uh, that's the thing. I mean, it, it, you always have to think like if there was a zombie apocalypse uh, coming, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that the actors and performers will probably either clean the toilets, uh, <laughs> whereas the military will uh, make sure that everyone is safe. I uh, I like the idea that you know the analogy that's like if somebody has a heart attack in the plane, so because there are doctors on this plane, right, and they do that. And then you get people standing up and shouting out what they are, right? So you take them right <laughs> down and say, like, is there a doctor in this play? No, but I'm a YouTube vlogger. I'll, let me film this. I'll get loads of views. Like stuff like that. Just like, this is ridiculous where we are, we are now. Um, I might, sorry, I might just get some water for everyone just because we're all getting like, quite tipsy. That's like yeah, kind yeah, of it, three glasses yeah. in. I think we should probably. I've been generous on the pouring. Yes, you have. You have been. Um, it's actually interesting that you say that. I've been on a plane that had a medical emergency and they did the whole, it's if like, anyone on board is a medical professional, please alert yourself to like the nearest member of staff. And I was like, wow, this is like a real thing that happens. Mm-hmm. My gosh. And there was a guy in the seat behind me who was like, kind of seemed really agitated and was kind of like, oh, should I say something? Should I not? And he put out a second call, like, if you're a medical professional, please alert yourself to the nearest member of staff. And the guy was a vet and he was like, yeah, like, I am a vet. I'm a veterinary surgeon. And that's that was it. Like, he is the most qualified medical the, professional yeah, and yeah. you have to legally state that, which I had no idea about. Like, you you are there to save someone's life, even though that you save horses and dogs <laughs> like, in your daily life. Let me see life. the patient. Where are their hooves? <laughs> yeah. Did I see the problem here. They've not got any fur. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next, so we are going to actually try the Coravin. 
now. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. there's some waiting on uh, Nook to come back. Uh, Jan, Jan went for the extra little bit, which makes it look like a tap on the top. Am I correct? The little the nozzle that's, on the top. That's the um, I don't know how you pronounce. Arabic. That's the so when you have reds, you're supposed to have them in kind of a um, carafe, like to to make sure that the air is aerated. Making, Yes, yes, aerated. So that's an aerator. That's an aerator. Mm-hmm. An aerator. Yeah, so, so it will look a bit like if you were uh, with a faulty uh, tap thingy. Like you'll see that in a minute. It's a bit weird. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, I have to say, if I were to guess what this was outside of this context, I would definitely go along the lines of tattoo gun or airbrushing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I would like for spraying a wall, sort of like as a, mm-hmm, absolutely. for graffiti, is it not graffiti? Like the yeah, like paint and stuff. Yeah, that's a seventy pound option. This wow. little thingy uh, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's <laughs> either this or you have a full thing and you have to wait ten minutes until the the red just is at its mm-hmm. full. Uh, yeah, but um, so do you know the science? Can you explain the process? Uh, the signs, what do you mean? Like, yeah, how, yeah, how, how does it work? Guy. Yeah, well, it's there's a capsule of argon gas, which uh, uh, will uh, actually, uh, there is a needle, so you put the needle in there. Mm-hmm. So as the cork uh, is kind of uh, auto-mending, you put that in there, and it puts the pressure of the gas makes it that you can actually pour the stuff that is in, in, the, in the bottle. And once you're done... The, the the cork is still in there, but it's it's mended already. When we remove the the and but the, the wine is is gone, the one that you used is gone. A magic trick. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Jan, is this yours? Uh, probably. I don't. I haven't yeah, checked. That is Jan's. Yeah. Okay. It's like okay. a four liter tank. <laughs> sh- yes, yes, yes. Just make sure it's the. Let me watch. Yeah, cool. What are they? It's a German word, so I should know this. Stein. Stein. That's it. For liter, right? Oh, I don't yeah. know, but it is a the measurement. It's a liter um, for the actual what the glass measurement is. So uh, we probably have our red um, glasses ready because I'm about to try this thing. This will either look really cool. Actually, I might film this on on our separate thing and then. I'll do it via I'll do it via the Instagram on our thing oh. just so it looks cool. Uh, you're now live on the good and the bad and the just plain standard Instagram, Jan. Okay, <laughs> So for people, no, for the for the Instagram, Jan is currently setting up his fancy wine pouring device. I'll oh wow! Up. So it looks I'll just like a oh. a fire like extinguisher. Hydrant. Hydrant. Yeah. Hydrant. Right. I don't. Know. I've had too many glasses of wine. Hydrant. I think fire hydrant. Okay. Hmm. That's entirely shot. Whoa! Whoa. Control wow. your load, man. Okay. Adam. Uh, next one, please. Adam. For me? Yeah. For L. Yes. For so her. do people on set call you L? It's interesting because yes, when I started working on Mia, I didn't know anyone. So I introduced myself as L because that's what I need to be credited as. That's my spotlight name. And that's how they knew me. And then it wasn't until the very last day on set when someone was like, Oh, we'll add you on Facebook and tag you in the promotional stuff. And I was like, yeah, well, my name's Laura. Like, that's my real name. I had to change it. And they were like, oh, that's so weird. Like, Laura doesn't suit you. Like, that's that's so strange. And <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, that's my name. <laughs> um, and it's strange to have a different set of people who don't know me as Laura and know me as Elle. But then 
for example, the play I'm working on right now, I happen to know the producer from, thank you, from outside like work circumstances. And it's weird to go into an audition room having signed up as Elle and having gone there as this persona of Elle, my Sasha Fierce. Um, And then them kind of knowing this reverse of you and this, I am Laura and I am Elle and I am both. Um, But yeah, it is strange. Um, I'm happy to kind of have them coexist as one. I mean, the reason I chose L is because my initials are LW and L also happens to be a name. So in that kind of tween phase when you were calling each other nicknames, Gossip Girl was a really big thing for us. And they call each other B and S, like Mm -hmm. Blair and Serena, Queen B and S. And so me and my friends would like try and call each other like L and R. And it was like really cool at the time. Um, So yeah, so L kind of just seemed like a, a kind of cheeky wink to that. Um, but it doesn't, it's not estranged to me. I don't feel like it's a different person. It's enough of myself. It really s- We all, oh no. Adam, did you steal my wine? I'm trying to see which one's got the least for you. I'm <laughs> oh, just, thank I'm, you. I'm, seeing if, I'm seeing if the one coming back is less than that. <laughs> it might be. You're so kind. Let's see. You have, um, think. it also really suits you. You're very right. Have I already yeah, said I that? that I think that one is, is less. There, there was also go. that thing that Patrick Tucker told us about how, it seems like the best names are one syllable followed by two syllables yeah. or two syllables followed by one syllable. Mm. And I love how Anouk's just like, nope, I'm going to be Anouk Aslan Wolfing. Anouk, well, Anouk Wolfing is my... Just Anouk Wolfing. Mm. I like the Aslan. I don't know. I was thinking that like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll change it. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. So uh, this one is sooner the... Uh, the Alicante thingy I talked about a few times. Uh, let me get the technical thingy. Yeah, sorry. I was just thinking it was really long, too long to have like a... Anouk Aslan will think it, it is, but also it's a very, it's a power name, isn't it? It's a power <laughs> play, that name. Like Benedict Cumberbatch, you're not, yeah. you're not a wee wallflower. You're like, yep, this is my name. Spell it all. Yeah. Spell it right. Yeah. I'm here. I mean, you're Take on, it. on huge billboards, you have to have a certain number of uh, <laughs> of letters or if, you, if it's too yeah. much, you can't. I'm, I'm so glad I've kept my real name because I really want them to be like, you know how they sometimes just put the first initial then your last name. It's like, yes. So I kept, I kept Adam Dick. I kept Adam <laughs> Dick just in case one day it's like starring a Dick. I'm like, yep, that's me. <laughs> but do you ever get that way when you're watching the credits roll and you're like, oh, let's say the funny names and you just like read out the ones that catch your eye? Like L Watson, Adam Dick, they would kind of just fly by, but like, I'm Newcastle Wolfing. Like everyone would read that one. Um, I always get in the because well there there is a guy who's called uh, uh, Shiwatel Ejofor and didn't change his name Uh, and I most of the time in recent uh, month get from Uber drivers or taxis uh, oh you're from Greece aren't you nope (laughs) <laughs> it's like Sikamois. No, no. No. Sikamois. <laughs> cool. uh, so, so this one is uh, 50% of this one is made of Alicante. That's the, so that's where the artistic, uh, like the painting side, uh, blends with the um, wine. Uh, Cuvée Soleil Rouge. So that's Red Sun. That's one of the paintings that my mother did. That's uh, the one I actually chose to, to have for me, uh, which is the 2013 so it's the old all the reds will be a bit older that's very good it's really good isn't it 
That's really good. 50% of that is Alicante, which is a variety which was entirely removed from Provence many years ago because it was used to color reds that weren't red enough. But when Syrah uh -huh. came, uh, that's what it sometimes was used for. So there was no need anymore for the Alicante uh, variety, which sounds a bit like a Spanish, like Alicante, or, yeah. but it's, it's actually an old uh, French Provence uh, um, variety. Uh, we we kept uh, like the leaves are like blood red, and the actual grapes you would like if you actually at the harvest you it will it would stay on your hands for a few days mm -hmm. after uh, you're done with the actual harvest. Uh, so fifty percent of that wine is with that, which is quite rare because it's, I think, really been removed from the whole of Provence. I mean, that's a winner right there. It's lovely. It's very popular. It's yeah. got a really like fruityness to it. I'm almost getting like strawberry or banana. But then banana. also, I was banana. Banana. <laughs> banana. Banani. 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 Canadia, you're on fire today. Adam. I'm doing really well. <laughs> then you've added. Usually on the podcast, I'm the one that always mispronounces everything, and then you add drink into the equation. I'm like, right, there we go. So well, again, did you say what the other 50% was? Uh, let me get to that. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, Rouge. No, I didn't. I didn't, actually. I'll probably again, be snapped. I'll probably be slapped <laughs> by every, like, wine connoisseur, but, like, it really reminds me of chorizo. Do you think? Well, see, I was drinking it and thinking, I don't think I've tasted a red wine like this, which is why I'm curious as to what the other grapes are, because I don't think I've had an Alicante before. Alicante is yeah, 50. Yeah, uh, Carignan 25 and Grenache 25. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I've I've had Grenache before, but this is it tastes very different. It's it manages to have a really dry finish, but mm, still definitely. being it's not a dry taste. It's like I know it doesn't see it's like, it's not intense, but then it has that like sp spicy dry it's end. Super yeah, you're right. As well, it's like a, a little crispy at the end. Yeah, it's funny because you'll you'll see with the other one. Now, I haven't really. Tasted the nightfall, which is <laughs> good, isn't it? So brand easy. new. But the other one, the one that the other, the second um, gold medal, which comes right afterwards, uh, it is completely different. How many glasses of wine have we had in this episode? Before, uh, right? Three, four. Seven. <laughs> had a whole bottle. <laughs> I mean, I've not really had a lot to eat today. I think I ate I've had about like, half a packet of nuts. <laughs> so this is going straight to my head. Rolling it, uh, a Laura out in a wheelbarrow at the end of the episode. Yeah, but. The good thing about it is I feel like a proper wine connoisseur, so... <laughs> when I was just setting two weeks ago in Provence, I went to this Sexy Fish. Have you ever been to Sexy Fish? You no, know, I've heard of it and I have no idea where I'm hearing it from. Is it from London? Yes. I always yeah. love mm -hmm. whenever Jan says, oh, I'm here in London, and it goes, oh, Jan's at Sexy Fish. I'm like, what's Sexy Fish? Does she say it in that really Scottish accent though? Hang on, let me try. Sexy Fish? Hang on, let me give it a go. <laughs> what? He's got a Sexy Fish? I can't believe it. <laughs> and it's funny because it was the last uh, minute thingy because we, we didn't, mm. okay, oh, we have something close. We have to find something. And we found this. And it's funny because of they have beluga caviar, which could easily, if you take the uh, 15 grams, uh, that was something like 120 quid. If you take the bigger <laughs> version, it can amount to as much as the one-star Michelin restaurant we want, the Petrus one I talked about. Mm. Uh so I was like, oh, okay, that sexy fish is some serious, uh, some serious stuff. I know that whole cliche of like rich people just eating caviar is like not a, th it's, it's not a, 
joke. Like, no, caviar really. is very expensive. <laughs> I do think Lorna mentioned, like, Anouk would, doesn't say it in a Scottish accent. Anouk does have a pretty good Scottish accent, though. No, I don't. You do, and you've also had four glasses of wine, so you're actually at that stage to be able to do it. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I'm not going to do Scottish so, <laughs> say, say, look at the cookbook in your best Scottish accent. Look at the cookbook. Oh, I, God, I, that's I, terrible. I actually have a I actually have a recording of Anouk I just have it, this, reading like, a tweet. Um, I'll, I'll let Laura hear it after the episode. Um, you're right, mate. That's my best. Uh, <laughs> you're right, you're right, mate. Mate. I, think, I think the best Scottish word, and even I don't say it this way because I don't know what my accent is, but girl. Girl. Mm. girl. I think I would say girl, but girl. 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 Squirrel and girl. Squirrel. They're the same words like. in Glasgow. Emma Emma would say girl. 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 It's fascinating. I love actually girl. 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 Oh, wow. This sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. so, sorry, audio listeners. That sound horrible. Really? No. But that's the thing. Like, it sounds so nice when you guys say it. <laughs> Boy and girl. I think I would it's say girl. I would go girl. Girl, girl. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's one of these words that really grates on me. I my thing is that S- Scottish people usually are very good at when you have a an R in the middle of a word. They're very good at rolling it, but not like grr. Like it's not. It's very subtle. It's not prominent, no. Yeah, and that's really hard for like an english person to not roll their r's so prompt like okay so say toblerone to as in in a scottish accent no just in your accent toblerone and you I say toblerone toblerone yeah. <laughs> toblerone do you know how nuke would say it if she was in a scottish accent she would go like this toblerone <laughs> just because you've got a scottish accent doesn't mean that you become dumb <laughs> <laughs> the family home. No, no, seriously. Anik speaks really, really slowly as a Scottish person when she does a Scottish accent. It's because I'm trying to do it. Like it's really hard for me. They've eaten the family harm. Harm. <laughs> I'll show. I'll let Laura hear the video of you doing it. It was. It was phenomenal. You were like six glasses of wine in. You're like, ah, oh, that was. Go. That was pretty. That was spot on. Yeah. But there's this um, story about me in uh, Iceland. The very first week I was in Glasgow, I was, you know, I must have felt like a... Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, oh, you mean the show? Yes. I was like, I had to ice. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no I haven't. My brother went there for uh, photographic uh, purposes, but no, no. Here, I was trying to identify what was the, uh, you know, the prices of the shops and stuff. So, so the, the price of life and stuff. So at one point I was in Iceland, I was like uh, jotting down prices and everything. <laughs> and... I was uh, some there was a guy like looking at me. He said, "No, no, I'm just not like trying to locate cameras. Well, I'm I'm just uh, I try uh, the prices and stuff." And the guy talked like that was pure Glaswegian because I only understood in his one minute tirade, I understood uh, cheaper than Tesco. That's the only thing I understood <laughs> in the whole thing. That's all you need to take away from that, though. Jan's like, he is oh, right. Tesco, Tesco. <laughs> Iceland, not Iceland and farm farm foods are like pretty cheap, really. I don't know. I've never really shopped in Iceland ever. I don't think. Oh, I'm too good for Iceland. Hey, Lidl's all the way, man. I do love a little. Lidl's Lidl is like really near where we live right now. Mm. It's like phenomenal. Their pastry section is great. Oh, it's uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Good. This episode brought to you by Little. Little's. They're unbelievable. <laughs> we're, having, we're having fun, aren't we? Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your wine is unbelievable. 
Yeah, it was. Um, luckily, um, all the technical side is taking care of itself, so I can just like enjoy and. Uh, I, w- I wish your mum was still here so she could absolutely put on the website it's better than Echo Falls, L. Watson. I mean, that's that's a comment. That's high praise. That's the <laughs> testimony. Echo Falls is the drink of choice for many Scottish wine drinkers. That's, that's to begin with. what you look for in the testimonials and five stars and... Better than, <laughs> better than this. <laughs> I don't know. I've, did you see our uh, network episode? And no, I didn't. That was, uh, we went, so I, I like to keep stuff secret from those guys. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? And uh, I, yeah, I went to see, I went to the Olivier Awards. Oh, fab. Yeah, that was quite cool. And uh, quite happy to, I don't, I'm not sure I have a point to this story, but uh, to see. <laughs> yeah, 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 to, to see uh, Brian Cranston and uh, he won, which was fabulous because uh, I, I, th- I so thought, good. I thought uh, Andrew Garfield he was, yeah, was, great. was awesome. Yes, was just And incredible. also um, Moriarty. Yes. He was Andrew Scott. Scott. Andrew Scott. Yes. Yeah, we, great actor. He, did you, we, we will, uh, his uh, Hamlet on BBC Two is gone. Now, but you'd probably, as it was broadcast and recorded, uh, be uh, on DVD, or, and we'll get that, and we'll talk about it either here or on our Wooden O podcast. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, I've, thing. I've only, I've only, I only saw Andrew Scott's um, "To Be or Not to Be" speech, hmm. but um, I thought I'd never seen Hamlet done like that. Like it was, I don't know, there was something very raw about it. And it, it felt like he spoke like that. And I think there's so many sh- kind of Shakespearean pieces that it's like, oh, I'm doing Shakespeare now. Mm. And so it was quite nice to see him just embody the language, like it should be spoken. Absolutely. I think so, there has to be credit as well when something like Hamlet, you can do your own spin in it. Like to yeah. do that itself, there's so much pressure and there's like as an actor, it's so hard when you know everyone that's came before you and they tell you like, Never look at past performances and never look at the other actors and whatever, but with something as esteemed as Hamlet, I mean, you can't be naive to that. You know about it. And so any decision to do something different has to be applauded in the fact that it worked out well. Like it's, yeah, it's an achievement in itself. Um, They always refer to it as your Hamlet. Like they always say your name. It's like, oh, you remember David Tennant's Hamlet or do you remember all these other names? Just like your doctor. Yeah. 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 And it can either be followed with a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, mm, yeah. Um, so, I've been obsessed with Hamlet since 1996, uh, the uh, Kenneth Branagh version. That's why I wanted to uh, be involved in that uh, profession Isn't in that, some way. Who was it that said the same thing? There was somebody else that said uh, that. Charles talked about Henry V. Oh, yeah, he that, did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the Ogja episode, uh, underrated episode. Go yeah, and listen to it. Yeah. Two, yeah. Ta- two times Ted Talker, uh, Charles John. Mm. Phenomenal artist. Phenomenal. He's a hyper-realism artist. Wow. That's unreal. It's also a great film. A really weird, interesting film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I brought him in because he's uh, from South Korea. And I I met him through Hamlet, actually. When I went to see there, I helped uh, finance the the play uh, a few years back. But yeah, you never know. I mean, I I know it so well that I was able for the first time in my life to talk with the director and knowing what I was talking about. Like, (laughs) okay, so usually it's rapier and dagger is his weapons, but you went with just dagger this time. Why? Well, we didn't have the budget to have two weapons, so we shortened the lines. (laughs) Nice, nice. I mean, like, uh, so I, yeah, I'm really, I'm I'm more obsessed with Hamlet than I am with uh, 
uh, gingers, probably. Oh, God. <laughs> That's quite a statement. What, yeah. what, was it, what if it was a ginger hamlet? You'd be all over that. Oh, like, um, did, um, what's his name? Let's wait for Rupert Grint's hamlet. No, I'm sure, oh, I can't remember his name. He was in, I know I can't remember anything. <laughs> I've had too many glasses of wine. That war 10 episode miniseries. Damien Lewis. Damien Lewis, thank you. Did he not do Homeland. Billions. I don't, uh, I don't know. Is he not done a Hamlet? I feel he like hasn't, he, he has done he, Hamlet. Homeland. Uh, if Damien Lewis hasn't done a Hamlet, he needs no? to do a Hamlet. I have yeah. no I would watch that. I have no idea if he does I'll stage. Yeah, we can, yeah. Oh, he does do stage. Does. Cool, oh, cool. yeah. Uh, okay, so let's go with now with the uh, Amahant. That's probably how he met his wife, because his wife is Helen mm. McCrory, who's like... Um, I had no idea about this until about a couple yeah, of months ago. Yeah, I saw what her in... a fab couple. Made, I saw her doing Medea. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, she's like insane. Yeah. Like her stage presence is like, oh my God, insane. What's really, I find really interesting about Helen McCrory is she looks exactly like my mom. People, yeah. people come up to my mom and you're like, oh, they look, you look just like that woman off of Peaky Blinders. My mom's like, yeah, I get that a lot. But my mom is like the nicest woman. She's so lovely and then Helen McCrory always seems to get these really dark really intense really should be unlikable but yeah. she just manages to win you over roles she's like one of those fiery mothers she is, who like will do anything for their child such a big presence and an empowering overwhelming presence and I'm like yep that's my mum <laughs> I'm, I'm super impressed I'm asked to get Damien Lewis you're like warfing I'm like oh yeah. I was like war-. she was talking about Band of Brothers I'm like Band of Brothers it's Damien Lewis Band of Brothers I'm, yeah oh I thought you were talking about Homeland Damien Lewis Damus, they both da- work he <laughs> hasn't been Hamlet but he's been in a production where Ralph Fiennes was Hamlet he was Damien Lewis was La- Laertes I see. Right. Mm. Yeah, but I'm, he has not done and it was on Broadway as well so Damien Lewis if you're listening yeah. I've, yeah, Damien Lee. Yeah, you want to see I must, Hamlet? Yeah, I must have watched and have dinner on stage again because that was phenomenal network. <laughs> yes, there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12, 12 productions of Hamlet. I must have watched. So I'm a bit obsessed, mm. and there are hundreds. So I'm missing out. But yeah, so, I don't think you're missing out. No, I mean, I've watched without knowing where I'm. I was going with Andrew Scott, and it's true. Well, I'll develop way more in the episode focused on that, but that's the first time, and that's exactly when you put the finger on that, Anouk, when you watch that 10, that one five-minute thing. That's the first time. Usually, Hamlet is like this this huge, like it's Shakespeare, so you're declamating. It's like, to be or not. It's like, for the first time in 12 productions, that... and. Uh, that I've seen that it was actually as he was this guy, like living yeah. this thing. Mm. It was like internal. It was like, he was like, yeah. also did scratching you, his chest. He was like to be on, like, it was like, he was talking to himself. It was like, yeah. whoa. Did you guys see, um, is it Mark Rylance do the to be or not to be speech? But he was, oh. someone in the audience, he said to be, and someone in the audience shouted back or not to be, that is the question. And then in an absolute great move, he just turned around and addressed the rest of the speech to this one audience member and was like, that that is the question. And it was like, as it's such a gift as an actor because this speech is the most probably the most famous Shakespearean speech of all time. Yeah. It's so overdone. You, you like you have so many conflicts about how to say it. Do I say it the same way? Like how can I do this differently? Blah blah blah. Like even non-actors know those two lines. Yeah. <laughs> it's like as soon as you say to someone, I'm an actor, they're like, Oh, do to be or not to be. Do that. Say this to well, be or not to be. And it was such a gift. This guy was just like he addressed it completely to this one audience member. 
and then the guy starts to be like, oh, well, um, this is really uncomfortable. I didn't expect this. And it was it was such an empowering, like captivating moment because it'd never been done like that before. And it was really interesting. Can I just say what a f- asshole? I'm sorry. Absolutely. How can you? <laughs> I'm so angry. At the, the whole How do you heckle like, a Shakespeare? That's, that's fucking ridiculous. That's impressive. <laughs> Don't just, it's like, yeah. The, the <laughs> no, way. it's not impressive. It is. How? Because there's no way. Like people that heckle are usually like six drinks in, or like the usually hecklers are comedy gigs, right? But to do it in Hamlet, which is such an intense piece, also to be or not to be is not near the beginning of that. It's like really near the halfway point. So usually by that point, everyone's like settled in and they're there. To be fair, though, I think people people do it from like a really impassioned want to be part of it play mm-hmm. and that has to, you have to kind of take that as a compliment i mean i saw a, one of these round table things with um emmy rossum and she said she had to do she was juliet in romeo and juliet obviously obviously and um she said it got to the gallop of pace you fiery footed steeds that dreaded speech because again it's so famous and she said she got there and she was already kind of struggling because the director wanted it to be really quite sexual which she didn't really connect with but she was like i'm gonna go with it and she starts like gallop a pace and this girl stands up in the audience and just starts reciting it with her word by word. <laughs> what? And obviously as an actor, you're like, okay, I just I just need to keep going yeah. because <laughs> this is my job and I just need to pretend that this person isn't here. Oh, that's so weird. But at the same time, she's like, okay, well, I don't want to try and trick this girl and like do it really fast and then pause and then do it really slow. So she just ended up saying it word by word with this girl. <laughs> and no one came in to sit this girl down and no one said anything. And it was just, I think the girl was just really excited. Like she must have been doing it in like her college play or she just knew the speech and she was just really moved by it. But I mean, what do you do in that situation? You have no, no choice. I mean, this, we, we talked in, the, it's been the snippets on YouTube on the, the uh, the cinema and theater etiquette. There was this one guy who jumped on stage to charge his phone. Plugged in his phone, yeah. Oh my Laura god. Was in, here. A, in a fake socket. Was, yes. Was, Laura was here for that episode. Was, <laughs> oh no, it was you. It was you with it. Sorry. It was you with the guy that was um, burping next to you. That oh, was when Laura was here last oh, time. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we had, yeah. We, yeah. On Facebook, we just added Laura's episode plus the rant and questionnaire. Yeah. That was the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have one for Deadpool, but I'll do it here because this will come out at some point and I'll repeat it in Deadpool anyway. Um, I saw Deadpool, uh, the second time I've seen Deadpool, because I thought we were doing it the other day, but we've, we've changed the schedule. Um, I went to see it and it was still in Brighton. I was like, right, I'll just, go and, I'll just go and see it. So I was sitting there. I was like, ah, perfect. Nobody else is here. Sunday evening. Nobody's going to be here. Whole place fell out. I'm like, okay, whatever. This is fine. It's late. People will be like, just chill and then I'll go home. Frat boys. Glasgow has frat. I'm not joking. Glasgow has frat boys. They just wouldn't shut the fuck up the whole way through. I was just like, what is going on? I know. And then I saw something else that I couldn't believe. The guy in front of me, it was like a father son, right? (laughs) And the dad was like, oh, who's this guy? He's like, son's like, I'm not sure. And the dad turned to the boy and went, oh, just Google it then now. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> in the middle of a film, just uh, Google who a character is. I mean, that's what you get in magic shows. Like, oh, nice trick. Okay, I'll Google how he did that. <laughs> and I know. Not during the act, though. Uh, like, yeah, sometimes. And just are mad here, like doing their card tricks, and they're like, oh, I'm not going to Google card tricks. I'm like, no, I mean, some, we talked about that a few times, but magic is the big issue is that if you're not providing a, an experience and just doing one, two, three, four tricks, 
it's just people will 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 wonder it's like they i either think about uh did they forget the coffee machine or actually google what you're doing uh i went to see maddie and it's, it's engaging all the way through he's telling a story that's what you want uh just like the my mom's blog is, is about to be you tell a story that is compelling well we, we've been trained in at acs to know what they, how the story works yeah yeah so uh it's i, I think that's why um those stories make me so not angry but like apprehensive because it's like it's supposed to be a story so we understand that you've probably done it for like college or drama school audition or something but this is something that i've worked on and in this period of time this is the story that i'm telling like if you've heard it before i'm not sure that gives you the right to then stand I love <laughs> like as much yeah. as it's hilarious do you, do you know what i mean I it's love, a bit like yeah i love tasman greg's story that she told on graham norton a couple of weeks ago which was like she was doing um as you like it and um it was a great show and obviously there was like she was getting through and in the middle of it there was like this kerfuffle in like the first couple of rows just like oh what? i'm doing a really important bit here and then she finished and then it transpired she found out what happened which was um it was like a school party and one of them was like projectile sick <laughs> Oh, wow. Over like the people in front of them. <laughs> and they got up to leave and the teacher's like, sit down. And they had to stay there the whole time. But she's doing this big speech and she just thinks somebody's like caught in a commotion. She's like, I can't believe this. But it just goes to show you, you never know what's going to happen. Like if she had reacted off that and just see this kid white face and these people behind them just like, what is like, what oh, is going no. on here? And she, how would, how do you respond to that? <laughs> I think it is difficult because there's that really the famous thing of Marlon Brando in is it on the waterfront when like the girl drops her something and he comes to pick it up and it's like everyone's applauds yeah, him yeah, and it's like yeah. that's such a human thing to do and you're like well yeah that's what you would do in that situation but at the same time being on stage being like Juliet in that situation like you are kind of addressing the audience you are kind of aware you're in a play. But you can't really address the person standing up saying your speech along with you because yeah. that's not, it's too much of a break from the reality yeah, of the yeah. play. Fourth wall, yeah. And it's, 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 it's a hard line to draw between what do you react to, but also what can I get away with ignoring without people being like... You've missed, you're have missed. you missing a bus in front of you sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tricky. I, I have a lot of empathy for people in those situations. I look forward to the day that... Us, we, us at some point. Yeah, when we, I was about to say, it's like when we have that moment and we come back and do another episode, it's like, right, so you know how in the wine episode we were discussing like these big moments? Yeah, I had one. So, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. Well, do you remember when we did um leftover at the fringe and um there was like one person in the audience oh, was that the, re the reviewer was a reviewer as well kind of, well, yeah, yeah the, the review was a plot summary and in the scene with me you and donna me and rick and donna um we had a line about a crowd and it was like oh, oh, we no. kind of said it in the way of like we are very aware <laughs> that there is one person in this audience <laughs> But it's like, it is that kind of the choice you have to make of, yeah, do we just no. pretend that there's a full audience of people here? Do we pretend there's no audience here? Or do we acknowledge the fact that there is one man me and Jim, watching it? Me and James had a conversation true. before our scene and was like, what are we going to do? Because the song is obviously meant to be to an audience of people. There's just one guy. So we're like, right, what are we going to do? We're just like, let's, one of us is going to stare at him. The other one is just going to perform it. And James was like, right, I'll perform it. I'm like, right, I'll just stare at him. So, <laughs> so I, I, 
luckily with my character was like the idea was they were like um just graduated from uni and they were trying to save the world like bono style on a gap yeah on a gap yeah yeah <laughs> songs well, like city of god meets lame is yeah well that person will have the time of their life like uh, the whole thing i mean he loved he loved Dead. it he, he, he loved the show but he just didn't review it really he just reiterated what we did <laughs> with no criticism either way so you know um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ne- next wine so that's uh oh christ yes. i forgot cuvee amarante our second uh, red uh, medal medaille d'or au concours that's a very local uh, award show but still it's from professionals so that's quite cool um cool. okay let's see this is a very cool thing the- it's very cool mm-hmm. i won't need more really um, glasses, please. Oh. I'm gonna say stop. That's enough. Okay, that'll be hilarious. I'm not sure how you to stop that thing, but my director is gonna have a word with you in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to come to see the show and apologize. Like, although to be fair, tomorrow we actually have scheduled drinking time because there is a scene in our play where we have to be drunk and playing drunk ah. is one of these really horrible things because it the be- audience knows when you're faking and it can become terribly overacted and it's just it's and really awkward. awkward to do yeah. as a sober person yeah, totally so we're just gonna go a bit method with it and <laughs> eight o'clock yes. our rehearsal's finished and eight o'clock is scheduled drinking time so we're gonna get a bit loose and see what happens see if, the, so, if the that's really cool us, so. that's really cool but yeah if i'm already hung over <laughs> might be hair of the dog no uh, don't worry oh that's smart oh I, i'm not done did I do mine? Hmm. Are you good, everyone? Everything. Yeah, yeah, we've all got some. I'll just drink. I'll just drink this one in case I forgot to do myself. <laughs> you, no, yeah, you did four. I did. Yeah, you did four. Okay. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> That's not the same at all. Uh, this one is Cuvier Amarante. Uh, this year is so that's 2012. The year before 2011, for many had uh, silver for 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 the longest time, but it just got. Um, uh, gold and it's a Syrah 73% Grenache 20 and Cabernet Sauvignon 7 it's so different <laughs> yeah I mean the reds so. the reds are great I love it the reds are easily the best one we've had the, the roses are very easy drinking very nice like summary crack open a bottle and have a nice drink I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of whites because I'm not I'm not a huge wine drinker, really, but uh, he says in this drunk about six glasses in this one episode. I think this is the most glasses of wine I've ever drunk in my life. Um, but the that reds was... are really, really good. Okay, um, I'm going to try and describe this. Oh, I was supposed to be doing these assimilies. Hang on, I'll think of one. This one is uh, the, for the, all our reds. We have re- real cork. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah, 12 months of a. Uh, part of the volume in oak barrels yeah that's probably what i'm tasting <laughs> it's well, like this really makes it it reminds me of like ne- like ne- like a fi- you know these like neon-esque like films that's like all like very bright and like very like darkish i think it, it's reminding me of like sort of like like a, I don't, it's, it's odd it's like i want to it's, it's the worst description ever because it's, it doesn't describe anything but it's like mysterious Wow, that's so pretentious. It's so, it's so wine drinker bollocks. I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to excuse myself again. I'm like dancing in my chair. Go for it. No, no, go, go for, for it. it. Don't worry. Uh, wine without the need to I'm the same, constantly. so don't worry. The previous one was eight euros. This one is 14. 
Ah. For a bottle, yeah. Actually, it's funny because I've... The last bottle is the one I bought you, for sure. I bought you the... That's what I bought you. Well, the, it's, the, the prices that you would get those at the restaurant are way higher, obviously. So that's usually what happens is people discover... It's always a nightmare to have your wine distributed, just like your film. <laughs> uh, so the fact that we have the we restaurant... We are a movie podcast. We are a movie podcast. Just the fact that the restaurant is there uh, makes it that you can... So usually people discover the wine at the restaurant. And it's so funny and sneaky that you don't realize when you watch the wine list that it's only my mum's wines on the wine list. Is that true? Yeah. Every, so, wine is, every wine is. It's not just the house wine is. That's nice. Every, yeah. That's yeah. nice though. But it's, the, the uh, range is so big that you can do that. Um, there's one... Uh, one rosé that I didn't get here because I didn't have time, which is the one I sh probably should have managed to get for Mira, but we, uh, whatever. Uh, a rosé which went into an oak barrel for a year, which makes it like unlike anything else, just like the previous red. But yeah, the, this one, you can only get it at the uh, vineyard, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this one is Cuvée Amarante, 14 uh, euros a bottle. Hmm. I think it's lighter than the last one. Just, just like the, the fans, so people really prefer this one over the previous one. And it I depends. Pre I think the, the previous one was. It really depends on your taste, really. Um, I'm just really enjoying the whole thing. <laughs> Jan, Jan, can I just say, this is the best episode we've ever done. If, I love we, it. if we don't do another episode, this is the best way to, if this was the final episode ever of The, the Good, The Bad, and they're just playing standard, this is a hell of a way to go out. It's that kind of cliche thing. Like, I'm just really. Happy to be my, my uh, cousin. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> I love you guys can so we go, much. He's like, can we get some food and then get a taxi? <laughs> my cousin Paul says hi. Hi. Uh, is he French? Yes, he is, and he's a natural filmmaker. Like he has an eye, so he directs and the frame, and it's quite impressive in the family. We have this guy who's been doing stuff, but he's so perfectionist that he doesn't put anything out there. Uh -huh. He uh, he directed the the um, Star Wars uh, joke thing oh, that the we thing did. did with your brother. Yes, yeah, and yeah. but most most importantly, he directed a remake. He wanted to do the church scene in uh, um, the Kingsman. Yes, yes, Kingsman. Oh, right. Kingsman. Ah, yes. Okay. He did a very. He's not releasing anything until it's. Uh, I think he he gave up because I don't know. But it's uh, we we have someone with a gift. Uh, directing gift in a family and he's just uh not doing anything with uh which is a shame because it's pretty impressive what it does uh awesome. that's that that's him online right now paul paul sicamore who yeah but he was also a father at 16 so uh, probably uh when you become a father uh, so early it eats away uh some of your life i guess i don't know i've <laughs> never been a mother or a father so <laughs> I, I talked a few times how i've never been a mother wait, wait. Ask, ask your brother how he's doing it's it's funny. I'm I'm going like every two weeks in Worthing to do some uh, some babysitting. <laughs> Maybe it's a woman thing. I don't know what it is. I just can't drink tea or wine without every two minutes getting up. Every time it's the same thing. Every time I'm going thing. in a public environment, the toilets there was way always a huge queue in front of the females. Uh, That's true as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not a like need to pee thing though. That's a girl. It just takes so long. I, really, I've never understood it. 
like in an airport, like at any situation. But you were super quick. The, the both times you've been here, I, like back and forward. I actually get commented on this is a weird conversation we're having. <laughs> People comment on that a lot. They're like, like that was so fast, and I'm like, what do you do in the toilet that takes so long? I mean, like, get it's the not, phone out, playing a couple of rounds of angry. But parts. I mean, even even before phones were a thing, like when I was in secondary school, phones weren't really a thing. I mean, you you had a phone, but you didn't have were games you, and data. Were you like when people started to get blackberries and stuff like that, or is that? Yeah, that was that was yeah, my yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like it's like what do you, what do you do? Like what takes so long? I mean, you get in, you pee, you go out. Yeah. But people are always like, wow, that was so fast, and I'm like. I mean, that's that's it. That's the whole thing. That's all you need to do. Yeah, I mean, guys. Man, See, Nick's Nick's already back. Right. That's yeah. I mean, other girls. I don't know what they're doing. If they're messaging their ex, if they're fixing their makeup. <laughs> I don't. I don't have time for that. Yeah, snorting uh, cocaine. Yeah, I just need to. Uh, yeah. The typical actor life. <laughs> um. Audi. Only the visual people will know that's what we're doing to get through this entire episode. That's, that's how we've survived six glasses of wine. But yeah, yeah, it's probably like, I know the pizza episode is not in the release schedule at all <coughs> because I had to remove some references in the other episodes because I have no idea when this will go out. Uh, the pizza episode. Let's put it out. Yeah, it's us eating pizza. Nobody's going to care. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, but this one. Can is... I just say on, on another episode, Pizza Hut, step your game up. Like, step your game up. Step your game up, Pizza Hut. Get on our level. I'm not joking. Every time, not even the margarita one, farmhouse, ham and mushroom. I'm not joking. Every time, at least two slices, the dough is not cooked. I have to say, though, I I do quite like a Pizza Hut. I mean, if me and Thomas are getting a pizza, we'll tend to go for Pizza Hut. Really? But you do have to give them the specific instruction of saying, please cook it for longer because it is a really common thing that they just serve it as bread. Yes. Yeah, and that's not what I want. Yeah, yeah, it's like chewy. And the thing is, I didn't realise that like in these pizza places like Domino's and Pizza Hut, <laughs> I mean, uh, how naive am I? But I just assumed that it would like come out of an oven, but no, it's like it's a conveyor these, belt, like yeah, you know, pizza hall, thing. Have you so you on, have to ask them to like put it through the conveyor belt again so that it cooks more. Have you been on oh, a holiday? Really? It's, like the, the to- it's like the toasters, you know, you like you put the bread on and it yep. goes under and it comes back. I tried to explain this to Jan. He's like, what the hell is this? I didn't know. Um, Yeah, that's how they do it. And it's like, yeah, there's, there's, it's super undercooked. No human involvement. They kind of, they'll put your ingredients on. And then after that, it just gets sent along a wee tray, gets cooked, comes out, put in a box. I will say for Papa John's, because I went to collect it on my bike, um, because it's just like down the road. Um, They like, they do actually make, they have the, they don't make the dough like in house. That's probably just shipped in, but they make the sauce. And because I I saw the back room of all like, the tins of tomato. Like, One Italian guy busting out this. It's like, why do I want Why am I working here? So, uh, ne- no, are you? Oh, good. Next one. We're on the next one already. We're ready to move on. Cuvée Nightfall. I'm not sh- Cuvée. This one, yeah. Uh, this one you can on- see. It's still kind of goldeny, but with a red. Oh. Yeah, that's always costs a ton of money there to get those uh, foil, <laughs> aluminum foil. Uh, aluminum thing. oh yan aluminium i know no it's the in the previous episode i made the joke about weird al so yeah, yan looked yeah, it up yeah. and he's like he loves the song the the parody by weird al of aluminium foil instead of royals by um what's her face um lord lord, lord. lord. who actually her follow her last album out is actually she did a she did a song recently it's really good and i can't remember the name of it but it's really good I'm not a fan of Lord. I I wasn't either. I'm not a fan of of Royals, but the the last one she put out is really good. 
Can I just say we've done exceptionally well on this episode compared to our sub crawl that we did. Wow, that sub crawl was the worst. <laughs> it thing. was we fucking did, terrible. We did like two stocks. We, that wasn't even a sub We did we did Saint Enoch, Buchanan, then we did um Yeah, so to any non Glasgow locals, um the sub crawl is oh, shit, I'm just nice. carefully watching and that's enough, yeah. That's enough. <laughs> Thank you. Control. Um, <laughs> the Glasgow Same sub way. crawl is a rite of passage. There is what 14, 14 stops in the subway. I want to say, yeah, fourteen, fifteen, fourteen, something, 15, something or around that number. Yeah. And you need to get off, at ev- get off at every stop. Go to the <laughs> nearest pub. It needs to be the nearest if you're going to play by the proper rules, and have one drink and then get back on the Absolutely. on the tube and go to the next one. And so we were like, great, none of us have ever done this. We're all subcrawl virgins. We're like, we're going to do it. We're like, we have a whole weekend off. We're going to go. And we got on the brightest of intentions, all of us, <laughs> so young and naive, 4 p.m. All started off really well. And then three stops later, we're all absolutely wrecked. I decided to like not was, just do the one drink rule. We were doing shots. We were doing yeah. doubles. No, what happened was is um, we got to Indy mm-hmm. and there were several dogs. Wow, yes, the dogs. And ever- That's what ruined it for everyone. <laughs> yeah. And we saw there were two huskies. Everyone got super excited. They weren't huskies, though, were they? They were huge. They were like Game of Thrones dogs, basically. Yeah, they, they were, were like horse-sized dogs and so lovely. And then Jenny and all our normal wisdom were like, shall we go to Tingle and get some shots? <laughs> so we went to yeah. Tingle and the rest of the night is history. Oh, wow, yeah. Was that the night that we told everyone? I told no, Molly? No, no, that was no. the night we told Molly. Because I think we were down to Molly didn't know yet. Except Jan. Yeah, Jan didn't I think know I told I Molly. No, 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 no. Actually, no. No. <laughs> because, <laughs> I'm not accepting this. I'm not because con- that was the night when we we took Molly to... Was it, no, we took Jenny to the Stone Vagina, which, if you're not familiar with Glasgow or Glasgow Uni, is this very... I thought that was what's, what's the opposite of um, phallic? Oh, that's a good question. I'm sorry. After this uh, Bin Laden one-man show episode, I'm not ever again using vagina. So cunt is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because it's a sheath, right? Yeah. yeah, uh, Sword scabbard. We should have asked what he studied at Cambridge. I know, we never we did. We never did. Why didn't we ask that? I think we basically found out that vagina basically means like... Sheep. Sheep. Empty sheep. Yeah. Empty sheep. Which is like, I was it's so nice. fucking angry yeah, at that. Like I was thing, just like, a thing to be filled. What? Yeah, it's like, don't I'm, define me. I'm All not right. useful. <laughs> I'm not useful if I'm not filled. No, 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 you're not, <laughs> anyway, you're, no, no, no not um, useful, not fulfilled. Okay, moving swiftly. On, <laughs> yeah. There is a very female phallic um, sculpture outside the um, architect slash archaeology building at Glasgow Uni which looks like a giant stone vagina and it's a rite of passage as a fresher that you should go through the vagina and be born um, so we took Jenny up there and then I come wandering back and Adam and Anouk are kissing and holding hands and I think I must have been the only person on this sub call that didn't know about it at the time and I'm like you guys you guys have you just seen this are you reading into this what I'm reading into this are these guys together and everyone's just kind of like oh yeah that's a thing like yeah you not know in those because no the day after like quick soon after that me and it decided okay we're, we're kind of a thing we went to like dinner with jenny went to dinner with my mate ryan um we went out for a meal because that was like a couple of days after me and Anouk had just like seen each other for the first time trust yeah. me you're good i learned about them in, in november so. <laughs> <laughs> like seven seven months later Oh, he doesn't. Jan doesn't actually know yet. He's like living here. Like, Why do, you, do, you, do you guys have like two separate beds? In your room? <laughs> I actually sleep on the floor. That's why we've got a blow up thing. 
We're just friends that sleep in the same bed. Yeah, we're just we're just, <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's just we're living together because we can't afford to live alone. Yeah. Uh, this one is uh, uh, nightfall. Nightfall. So nightfall. that's the one you can only get at the restaurant. I think it's twelve euros. Uh, it's, it, I don't have the technical uh, thingy, but I think this is my favorite. It's lovely. It's based on the previous one, but it was in oak barrels longer. It's like velvety chocolate. Oh wow! On a hot summer evening. That's like that became very sexual. Very Laura. luscious. Four stars in the sky. <laughs> like a full-bodied lip. Your eyes lock. <laughs> like a secret kiss on a warm summer night <laughs> <laughs> i mean see i've yeah i've noticed that. i'm pretty sure this is what romeo felt the first time i think time. i'm drunk yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh do we have anything to to say about the movie <laughs> what movie <laughs> well, uh, i will what? say if anyone else had directed it i don't think this would have been as panned as it was the thing is, it's just it was a it was a weird Ridley Scott film. It was a weird Russell Crowe film, and yet it was just kind of nice. It I was, really enjoyed it. I really it was a kind it. of it's very gastro porn. It's very very yes, yeah. But at the same time, it's a really accessible kind of nice film. I mean, I don't have anything bad to say about it. No. Felt Ridley Scott had watched a couple of Carry On movies as well. Like it, yeah. had, it really had a Carry On vibe to it. There were yeah. some jokes that I was just like, "Oh, for God's sake!" Like the whole bit with the scorpions that was a recurring joke. I'm like, "That's a Carry On joke." And he keeps being like, "Oh bollocks!" And you're like, oh, "You can't bollocks. pull that off." Yeah. You can't yeah. she, she was always just like. Lavender. My name Lavender. is. It's oh, like my Lavender. name is Fa- my name is Fanny. I'm like right. Of all the French names you could have went for, you've yeah. called her Fanny. Fanny Chanel. Yeah. Fanny Chanel. Yeah, Marion Cotillard is wasted in that film, but she I- is so beautiful <laughs> and so you, amazing. I love her. I need to bring uh, the Dickenek card because that's a movie that she is in, and she plays a teacher on cocaine. Fuck me. And she's just like killing it. It's like, right, that's, yeah, that's, you didn't like her when she died on Batman, but in this one, that's. That was bad, to be fair. Let's face it. That is that one take that she was kind of just marking just to get the shot right. And then they used it, and you can just know, like. Which film? In the Dark Knight. Oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. No, no, no Marion no. Cotillard, when yeah, she the, dies. The meme, the, the famous meme with her dying, like. Uh, uh, uh. It is. literally worse than what Jan just did it is terrible she kind of just makes a couple of croaking noises and then just snaps her neck to one side wow Maggie Gyllenhaal's death in that film don't worry Harvey some bomb just gone Hmm. maybe that was a direction I know for about the one of the best Batman movies the Batman and Robin uh, the director (laughs) uh, had a uh, you know those um, voice like huge like you would shout out uh, oh, um, what's his name? His name um, is Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher, uh, yeah, yeah. He had those like uh, huge directorial, um, like it looks George, like. your parents are dead. You've just become Batman and action. <laughs> That's how George Clooney describes the action of that, that film. That was definitely the standout performance of his career. So this is why Superman works alone. The bad credit card, and that's why. Pran- and that is the only on-screen performance of Poison Ivy, played by um, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman, what a babe! Where Batman and Robin compete to try and win a date with her. And Ice Cube's there. Oh. Let's not forget. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this, but I'm obsessed. Isn't it Vanilla Ice with Poison oh, Ivy? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Vanilla Ice Cube. Oh my god! 
they're definitely not the same. It's vanilla, vanilla ice. Oh, he's yes, a, vanilla ice. Because he's also baby. He's also in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie as well. I think. Yeah, I think it's in the second one. Um, I suggest that we should probably avoid the last two reds and switch into the white afterwards. I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. The two reds, there was another French one, but the Marco, and the other one is a Chilean one with a Carmenere, which is a variety that we can make it through those three. That's we have a we say Carmenere, which is probably wrong. You can correct my pronunciation. Uh, the, the okay, uh, I, I have no idea if it's Carmenere or Carmenere, um, but I know it's been removed from France, <laughs> like it's illegal. Is it? it I think it, it was at drunk. some point, <laughs> it was at some point, so you couldn't find some. That is the I, it. I think the. The highest price wine we sell in my work is a Carmenere. Carmenere? You Carmenier? tried it. I have. I mean, I have tried all the wines. I, mean, I make it a priority of mine. To, I have um, to check if the bottle is caught. we're selling. <laughs> That's the, the this, nice? right? Right. This? Yeah, the exact same Carmenere. I think that Carmenier? variety. I mean, it's funny because uh, I think uh, many, many years ago, there was uh, Philoxera, I think. Well, um, a mosquito that was destroying all the French wines. So uh, oh. the US actually saved uh french productions because they still have some of the varieties in the u.s that they reintroduced in france those bloody french not frenchmen those bloody americans turning up a late to save the day save the french bailing yeah, them out I, I mean and it's funny also you know how now the vines are in lines kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah. they used to be just like dotted about everywhere like <laughs> now, now it's easier to actually harvest obviously that's how it works now but it used to be like you had like just like the seeds and it was just like choo, like uh throw them uh <laughs> so it felt like yeah when the actual mechanical uh harvest became and it it now it's obviously everywhere lines um yeah i think i think what do you think what do you think um, should, we should probably at least try the 70 pounds one Probably. I think we have we have we have time for two more. Yeah. Okay. Let's go for the seventy and the sweet wine to finish off. We can save the other one for the mirror episode. Jesus, we've done quite well. Yeah. And how are we doing on the bottles? Because obviously they're not open, except the rosés. Did we drink all of them, or do we have to finish? We have to finish them. <laughs> the rosé will have to finish them afterwards. When oh yeah, that's loved fine. What a shame. That's uh, fine. What's your director's name? What? I'm Zoe. Zoe, I, uh, Zoe, as one of the as the founder of the Good, the Bad, and the Just Plain Sander, I severely apologise for the the implications that this episode has taken on your actress. I'm okay. I'm going to have to come up with some serious bribes <laughs> for tomorrow to get away with this. No, okay. it's not true. Laura Maybe. is one of the most professional, intelligent people that I know. She'll be able to deal with it, won't you? Yeah. Hopefully, tomorrow we're just rehearsing the drunk scene, in which case I can. <laughs> Say that I've got methods. It's like I really want to talk about the the deep meaning of our scenes, and Laura's like, "Oh no, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with what the last person just said." Suivant, next, please. Oh shit, the glasses. Oh shit, I haven't done. Unfortunately, I am going to have to agree with Laura and Anouk and break. I have to go to the. Back. It's impressive you lasted this long, though. I have to say. Yeah, I'm quite impressed myself, actually. I'm literally like wine and tea. I'm exactly the same. Wine, tea, and beer. I'm like, I have to go every five minutes. Do you think there's like a scientific reason why it's like tea, wine, and beer? Maybe because we have like baby carrying space or bladders or smaller. <laughs> but then when it comes to like spirits, I'm usually better. Oh, that's interesting. I'd have to I'd have to test that. 
because I definitely tea is my main thing I need to like I'll go to my mum's and drink three cups of tea and then just be non-stop in the toilet and like she'll be like fighting me out of the way because she's the same and <laughs> yeah I think I don't know wine is the same I wonder what it is I don't know because not everyone's like that because sometimes I'm, I'm at a party and like people be drinking wine and I'm the only one that goes mm. like five times and people make fun of me of it about it and it's like why is no one else like this? <laughs> uh, I think this uh, episode will go down in history books as uh, being the longest because we we have surpassed the two hours and a half of Jesus. the R. Paul Wilson one. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've been here a while. Oh, babe, yes. but, uh, let us know when you need to go. Like, don't be... I mean, I was planning on being on a train about 10 minutes ago, but oh, really? there's wine to be there's drank. Wine, there's <laughs> wine involved in this episode. I know, but I don't want to be like... you. Don't... Anouk, chill, bro. Just, yeah. It's not like you, but don't feel like you're being rude to be like, Shh, I need to leave. So, <laughs> don't. Uh, this one is no longer a Domaine Nevalon Fonfresque. It's a Chateau du Tertre. Grand cru, grand cru classé Easy for you. en 1855. Uh, <laughs> Jan, Jan had a glottal stop there. Uh, Margot, 2010. Uh, and how even the French guy was like, how do I say Sacre that? Sacre bleu, I can't even say this word. This one is uh, 70 quid a bottle. Oh, wow. Uh, where's the, so the previous one, yeah, it was 12, I think. Uh, I might just be drunk. But does anyone else feel like they can taste it in like a different part of their mouth? No, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. totally. It at feels. I'm feeling a very up and yeah, like at the middle, middle to back sensation. No, I get that. Yeah, it's right. I feel what? it right at the back actually. It like it. <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> no, Laura, come on. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like it. I tasted it. Oh my god. I, I taste the rainbow. It, and then like. It, it opened up the whole space in my mouth and left this like channel for the taste to go down, but it very much stayed around the edges. Wow, I think I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're drunk. <laughs> I love you guys too. Are we still live, by the way? Because I'm going to share this and just say, <laughs> come hang out with some drunk people. We are, we are. We still have... Uh, are we live? Oh yeah, we're still, we've been live this whole time. Um, I'm going to share this and I'm going to say, come and join us. We're totally smashed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a very pretty drunk. I'm sorry. Anyway, this mm. is this is very good. Your wine is delightful. It's so. Thank good. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. <laughs> yeah, we 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 added three questions in the questionnaire so we can keep up to date. So uh, at some point when we're done with the tasting. Yeah, some, some structure would be great. I just, great. Put, on face, I just, I just put on Facebook. We're all smart coming hang out. Um, You're not wrong. Yeah, we I'm can. Not wrong. We I'm can. Not... Yeah, to, oh, yeah, you shared. Uh, do we have anything to add about the, <laughs> the movie? <laughs> the, the, the ten seconds about the movie we, we talked about. Do we have anything um, to add? Um, you six, know, six out of ten. Six out of ten. It was just plain standard. It was a little bit plain standard. Like I'm not sure if I'd watch. Would you watch it again? I, it was on, yeah. 
Yeah. And it was on and past the halfway mark, probably. But I'd much rather watch the whole now. bollocks at the start with him and like the the trade. I'm like, I don't care about this. Sorry. I know you need it to like. More, my life in London is bad. I need to live in Provence. I mean, it will it will speak to <laughs> to you more if you have an interest in wine and when making stuff. I'm just. Saying. It's interesting to think. Yeah, and I'm kind of smelling some Parkinson's off you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Roll back to the start of the episode. He's got a very twitchy hand. I, <laughs> is this yeah. is this something that you should do? Is like a wine. Can I just say that Jan's mo- the, the the first red wine we drank is better than this? I think. Whoa, whoa! Some harsh critique. I would disagree. I like this one better. Really? I think this one is like a velvet eclair. Um, car- you, caramel and do you? It's very smooth. It's nice. It is absolutely excellent. But do you think that because it's whereas most of the ones that we had were in the t- fifteen to eight range, then this one is seventy. I mean, for seventy quid, I agree that this is a, this is an excellent wine. But for but for what your your vineyard is offering and the taste that you get, I I could easily say that I would drink your wine preferably. I think what we need to do right now is to like redo this entire test, but blind, so that we don't know which one's which. <laughs> So we'll get you back tomorrow. Next time. Let's just do now. Who has fun? <laughs> no, we're all free. <laughs> Let's just bring bring the wines back. <laughs> Please welcome the wines. <laughs> the Sycamore wines. <laughs> the Sycamore what? That's easy for you to the say. Sycam- see that three times. Okay, say so Sycamore wines. Sycamore wines. Sycamore wines. Sycamore wines. Sick of my wine. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, Sycamore wines. Yeah, can I just say you're easily the best flatmate ever? I mean, these oh wines are, these, these, so these are phenomenal. <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm the, all right. These are these are really good. Yeah, I know you're really pretty. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> For people at home not knowing what uh, is happening, so we basically tasted like was it like six? I honestly uh, just I think, thought the on, head we, white, like, there was headphone two, wire was two, my hair. One, two, three, four, five. We had two roses, two whites. <laughs> Do we have three reds and then this one? Let's move on to the next one. Yeah, the last one <laughs> is... Well, we'll go with the last one. I'll... I personally think that your wines are better. Yeah, I think so too. So sorry, that last wine wasn't one of your family? No, it wasn't, no. It well, was the... This one was a Margot. That's Chateau the... de Mar- Chateau du Tertre. No, Chateau de Mar- Chateau Margot is... You have to have a daughter called Margot and you have to have a massive amounts of money to get those bottles. So this this is a Margot wine, but not the Chateau Margot. I mean, it's it's perfectly nice, but I think... I, I've enjoyed Jan's... The reds that Jan, Jan's family make are, are mm. better, I think. The Night to Fall, I think, is up there with my, with my favourites. Really? It's just, it's just so different to anything I'd ever had. Mm. It's really nice. The one with the... the the vines have been removed from Provence entirely was really nice. Especially because you don't usually get anything like that at all. Do we need to switch the glasses back to the small ones? Yes, 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 please. All right. That's the sweet white now. Le Trésor de Claire. I'm looking forward to this. Vin Blanc Moelleux. Sweet white wine. That's Laura's one there. I think the capsule must be. I think it's more. It's last thing. What's quite funny is that every if we meet like Emma, she's going to be like, "Why didn't you invite me on your your wine episode?" I did. Did you? Yeah. Uh, what did she say? She, she said I have an early start on Thursday, which well, is very and definitely what I should have said. <laughs> I'm a lot more weak. How early weak is milk. as your start? How I need to be there for nine. Oh. Okay. Hmm. So I mean, she has to be in Edinburgh for eight. Well, that's different. That is quite yeah, intense. Fair, fair play to Emma. Yeah, thank you. So, what happens if you don't use that extension? Does it just come out as a drip? 
I probably shouldn't actually. It was only necessary for the reds, the thingy. But okay. Yeah. Whatever. It's. Oh wow. It's like ap- <laughs> It's like apricot. Wow. Lars just hating me because I'm beautiful. <laughs> no, I was doing like an Owen Wilson impression. Wow. <laughs> wow. Have you seen um? Have you seen Wonder? No, I haven't. Um, it's very good. It's really nice, actually. Is it just like Marley and Me, but instead of a dying no, dog as um, a child? It's um, it's a book <laughs> based on this kid that has like a facial deformity. Oh yeah, which is the guy that was in um the Book of Henry and Room I don't know, Room Room, room. Yeah, yeah, we've been room. yeah Jake is Trembly. The one actually that's the one thing that I felt was bad about the film is that the boy wasn't actually like deformed. deformed. Yeah, there's they a... like put it on him, and I was like, that's yeah. kind of I, shitty. I fi- well, I found that really in like I felt really awful about it. Like as much as I'm lucky, but I am scarred. Would you, you? So you would be pissed if like they cast somebody and put a scar on them? Yeah, I would yeah. be because like there must be other Hello, people. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's... a little mm. bit. It was a little, but also it feels a little bit res- disrespectful. Like if you're good looking and because the boy is young, mm. maybe not anymore, but he was very young. So I mean, he was he was a very good looking boy, and yeah. then they just put on scars because that's better than. I agree with you. I think it's it's the whole thing that is very true about how you should never play down a class, but you can play up. Like you can, as a middle class person, you can definitely play an upper class, but you should never play a working class because you don't understand the plight. You don't understand the struggle. It's the whole thing with like blackface or like the whole Rachel Dolezal thing. Like you can't just say that you're black and try and inherit all these struggles that like these people have faced the entire time and as someone with a, a facial deformity as an actor you can't pretend to know any of that it's yeah. not your job it's even if you're the best actor and doing the best job you can be like it's just it's oh it's not it's not your I job think, I think that's shout, what I felt shout out to my mate Jay who's watching this right now that's the one I was talking to you about. Uh, I couldn't gather her name, but, her name, but Rachel Dolezal, uh, just like Sean King. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 No, I, t- uh, I totally, like, I was watching that documentary on Netflix and I honestly was, especially because it felt like she was enjoying it the whole time. Oh, I'm writing a book about my struggle. And I'm writing a, like a thing about my struggle. I'm going online because I, I my struggle, my struggle. You don't what? have a struggle. Like, what do you mean? Like, you're not black. Like you're pretending that you're black because what you have an identity crisis. Like that's, that's bullshit. I'm mm. sorry. <laughs> Should we just, yeah. Sorry, I just said that. <laughs> it just sounds like you were. It just sounds like I'm like, yeah, I think that's super interesting. Oh. Fuck you were focused on the wine, weren't you? I was looking at the wine like that. Like, yeah, it's like you know the, the you know the Saint, the Sainsbury's thing that you, I introduced you to. Like that really, you know, you introduced me to the really sweet wine from yes. Sainsbury's. Yeah. Yes, yes, I got a bottle for Jan, uh, Jana. Yeah, at some point, it's like, sure. that wine was just like all it was was sweetness, but this is actually has like extra flavor to it. Like there's like a fruitiness to it as well. Let me tell you what's in there. Yeah, tell me what's in it, Jan. Uh, I actually can't. <laughs> because it, you can't read the bottle. No, Jan's not actually friend. No, it's it's not on the bottles anymore. It, it's on my it's on my phone. Uh, my mom sent me a text earlier, but it's on the phone that is filming us, so I can't tell you. Shall um, I guess. Let's no, but there let's, is. Let's have a guess. There is one variety. Apricots. 
What? No, there is one, one Peach. variety. Uh, peaches. Are there apricots in there? Mandarin. No, Mandarin. No, it's, I mean, that's what... Guava. We, Orange. Like that, that's what you get, but... Lemon. It's, no, it's grapes. Pomme de terre. Grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I Pineapple. think it's... Pineapple. Uh, Satsuma. I think... <laughs> Satsumas. Is it? Petit Mansin. Clementines. Petit Mansin. Mandarin. Is the variety that is used for this one. That's... Um, that, that one you would use, I think it's this one is 10 euros. Lums. That, that one you would use with foie gras and desserts. Oof. Totally just upstage in yarns by whispering fruits into the mic. I think we're done with the wines. I think so we're done with <laughs> <laughs> I think we're done with this. We could probably experiment with those. Oh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, Shouldn't yeah. we? Oh, yeah. Let's have a go at that. Because I actually have. Uh, <laughs> Laura is out of it. She's smashed. I have those lemons. Did they not take like a good like twenty minutes to cook? Uh, not really. I'll just uh, make sure that you coat your uh, uh, tongue with those miracle berries. It's not drugs. It's natural berries that was just uh, dried and <laughs> totally, put totally legitimate berries into uh, peel forms. That's which I actually discovered that uh, in San Diego, where the premiere of Our Magic, there was a guy. Uh, How long do they take? Because I think... 10 minutes, I think. So, we're done with the wine. So, yeah, just take this. I'm not done with the wine. Just take this pill and then you'll be... Do you have time? You'll make... make, (laughs) You did with PJ. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. The the very first thing Luke did... The book of science. Oh, they... Yeah, she froze the pill. She she froze the pill on the floor. I don't know. Shall Mark, I tell an embarrassing... Mark was like, tell- please, please don't throw the pill away. Okay, okay, we'll it's do not it dramatic. Again. And I threw it again. <laughs> I'll tell an embarrassing story of when Anouk was like flirting with me and I was totally oblivious to it on the podcast. Um, me and oh Anouk my- did a scene like four or five weeks into the... like, Not even that, probably three, because it was like January. And it was the scene where like we had to like... We had a bed in the scene. And she in the rehearsal room, she was like... Why don't you just like come and sit, sit beside me and we can like talk about the scene? And I was like, no, I'm fine over here. <laughs> no, that's really okay. Just, just you make have your space. I have just space. make sure you get those miracle berry tablets to dissolve and like coat the whole of your uh, tongue. That's the idea. So you like, yeah. I mean, if you I said time. I'd be home at, at ten to nine, but here we are. Anouk's mm. become really motherly. I did. Motherly. Sorry, I was motherly. moving the. I'm always motherly. About. I'm always motherly. Except when Boulder tried to kill us. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck like, Boulder. Freya, like, kill your son. Like, he's a dick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I, I just don't want, like, because this, this is our thing, so I don't want our guest to feel like she needs to be here. I'm having a good time. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> good. Let's do. We could have done that last one, by the way. I'm just saying. We can do it now with your taste buds. Ruined. That yeah. was, that was, yeah. Oh well, next time. I really was like wanting to have like a wee, a wee food thing when I got home as well, which I think is out the window now. <laughs> because to have a red, a red wine also. Oh, is inter- interesting. What's happened? What you? I swallowed it. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I guessed that. <laughs> sorry, I wasted yeah. one. I'm sorry. <laughs> so far, on our, um audio listeners, the podcast, it's uh, M berries, so it's based on an African fruit, uh, berries. Um, so it says here on the experience something truly amazing. Amberry tablets transform ordinary foods into 
the extraordinary. Amberry is all natural and made from the finest selection of miracle berries. Turn on your taste buds and seduce your senses. Hashtag not an ad. Not yeah. an ad. Uh, what are your taste buds saying? Place one Amberry tablet on your tongue and dissolve completely. Now create and enjoy your own experiences. I know what mine are saying. I was like, where's the wine gone? Where's the wine gone? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the white guy? So we're cutting our. So it's the way I experienced it, which was awesome. And that's how I made sure my parents and brother and sister experienced it. I was telling them a story about an orange tree and how you'd like your mental palace and everything. You go there. And at one, they had their um, eyes closed. And at some point, I just gave them this fruit. They had their eyes closed so they didn't know what it was. And then it was telling the story. But it's just like, now it's a nice plum orange, just like mouth it. Let's just go for it. And it was a uh, lemon. And it just tasted like an orange. Uh, it didn't work for my sister. <laughs> so it was like, what the? But yeah. They're not berries though, are they? They're tablets. They're, they used to, you can see the berries. They're, that's what they used to be. Oh, they've you, been turned into tablets. You can okay. dry it and, yeah, you can actually purchase the actual plant and grow them uh, just like you would now because you can in California, uh, marijuana. <laughs> this, is enti- this, this, this one is entirely legal everywhere. Available at all good grocery stores. <laughs> hmm. So let's just introduce in there. So, Laura, um, if you had the opportunity to go and view any culture from the past, like if you were completely invisible, had a babel fish and walked around amongst the Romans or cave people or Native Americans before the European came, who would you choose? Um, it's a good job we chose to ask this after we were <laughs> smashed. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, the ancient Egyptians. I think I would like to be like Cleopatra's handmaiden. I see kind of what that was like have some really fierce winged eyeliner. Because <laughs> 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 you need to be stylish whilst experiencing the the history. You need to look your best while you're handling her a wash basin. Absolutely. That's I mean, it. like, fuck before. Oh, sorry. Um, That's what I don't worry about swearing. <laughs> Let's go. It, um, excuse the times before makeup and fashion was a thing, but I mean, Cleopatra is like ultimate babe. So yeah, I would like to see that. I don't Hashtag know queen of the Nile. I mean, um, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Origins has a discovery mode. You can, oh, visit, yeah, yeah. you can visit ancient Egypt and you can see old white men um, like reading books and then uh, brown women just cleaning floors. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, the, the, the interesting thing I learned from that is that Egyptian women had like all the rights. They had rights to vote, own property, all that. Then the Greeks arrived and went, ah, bollocks to this. Mm. Yes, yes. Uh, Get them was, back in their place. There was a, a chipsuit, a female pharaoh that was one of the, you know, one of the most sneaky um, thing that can happen. Like if you did a crime and like punishment, your name erased from history. Oh, I think bollocks. that happened to her. Yeah. Jesus. Whoa. Okay, yeah, and I'm ready for that lemon. Hit me up. My cousin, my cousin Mike, Mike, uh, Michael is watching this. Hi, Michael. Mike. Michael. I'm going to be really mean to him. I know you can say, what, what is the what, what is Michael's wife's name? Let's just uh, bite into it when we're all right. No, well, it's fine. <laughs> because it's, nah, I won't be mean. Yeah, what is did, it? It's funny. I did Michael f- and who? I, I completely forgot that I actually got some of those tablets to an and also... 
Um, it's Laura, Susie, so you, we all tried those already. We all tried those already. Mm, perfectly fine. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. I mean, mine's sweet, but I also eat lemons. No, that tastes fucking good. I think I might just be drunk and hungry. <laughs> Everything's fine. We can also- I like how there's a whole table of like Pringles, Watsits, crisps. And and we're like, no, but lemons. this no, lemon. <laughs> lemons. We don't want your fucking shit. <laughs> it's, the funny thing it's, it's Michael and Alana and Richard and Susie. That was the question. What's, what's, so you do know that because we went over this because... Save your yeah. domestic for the this only <laughs> this only screws with your taste buds. So the thing is, if you do well, we won't do that there. But you try those tablets with vinegar; it's the same kind of stuff. But the stomach will not thank you the following day. Like, so what happens? Like you know, you get these eating competitions where it's like, can you eat these really spicy chilies? Is this like cheating? Like, is that can you eat these chilies without tasting it? That's very true. Do you think they have, it's, like, is it a, for that? Oh, by the way, I'd like to um, <coughs> thank you a lot because the latest pasta that you cooked were actually, uh, I loved them. Like, I mean, I always love what you cook, uh, Anouk, but it was, it was not, like, exceptionally, like, incredibly uh, chilly, like, hot. So I was like, oh, I love that. Like, uh, I can actually appreciate, like, uh, not feeling like there was an, an episode of Hot Ones trying to get to the, <laughs> the ten, uh, tenth uh Good, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm a really good cook. <laughs> Are you okay, Adam? That lemon went, went in the wrong way. Mm. I think I will have to head soon. Do you have any final <laughs> no, I statements? Have to question, no? um, two bonus questions, guys. Do you have two questions to ask Laura? It was so good to see <laughs> Adam's just going to die quietly in the corner. <laughs> um, uh, no, but it was really nice to see you. And thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, and yeah, I should see you guys for coffee. <laughs> okay. It sounds like I'm like. Oh, we should do this more often. Do you want, no, but it also sounds like I'm like trying to like go out with you. Do you know what I mean? It's like. Do you guys, do you, do you guys when, want my friends right here. In when are you free you for coffee? No, but you know, it just sounds really weird. Like, no. Your sister with my brother and his uh, fiance. Like, no, no, it's just like to get out. It's just not, nothing weird or. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, to get out. But. Um, no, no. Yeah, I like, probably yeah. should go into things I love and things I like. Oh, ratings. Uh, we'll yeah, focus no. on the film. Probably we talked like 10 seconds about the film. <laughs> but the what film? <laughs> what film? <laughs> A good no. year. Good year, two thousand and six. So, um, Anouk, yeah. uh, Adam, Laura, and me was a good year. Good, bad, or just plain standard? Just plain standard. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with it too. <laughs> yeah. But like in a, in a good way. With the asterisks <laughs> of enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, flair. exactly. Flair, isn't it? Good. St- Flair. It was, yeah. it was flair, standard, yeah. but with a flair of enjoyable. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, it reminds you of stuff if you've ever been in a vineyard. So I, yeah, also probably adjusting. It doesn't revolutionize anything, but it was uh, not as feel good movie as Chef was. Have you seen Chef? Not yet. No. The Bradley Cooper. Uh, so no, that's burn, uh, burnt. Burn Chef burn. is um, John Favreau. Uh, is a ah. food truck. Okay. Very very nice. 
uh, it's the, just an excuse to first track because he has his issue with his wife and kids anyway. Anyway, like John Favre, uh, things, cool. things I love. Legion M. Do you know what Legion M is? It's the fan financed production company. They helps produce Colossal. Uh, they helped produce uh, Mandy, which is a weird horror thingy with Nicolas Cage going out. Or the drug. But <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Barry Mandelow again. We talked. What did we do? We talked about that earlier. <laughs> uh, and Bad Samaritan with uh, uh, David Tennant. <laughs> and to finish, probably things I'm unsure about. I went to see Somni. Oh yeah, the thing that Jenny sent you sent to the. Unsure about. Sorry, you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Aren't sure about. How do you mean, Jan? I mean, it's an experience. I mean, it's there, there's actors in there. You're, it's part VR, part... Ladies, pull it together. AR, love. part acting, part uh, escape room, part uh, Alice in Wonderland. It was weird. Uh, uh, probably weirder than the uh, secret cinema that I'm going to do next week. Uh, Blade Runner. That'll be good, though. I thought he was about to say escape room. I'm like, why are we not invited? It's a very different Ridley Scott film <laughs> to a good year. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah the same guy that made Alien made this movie. That's, what? That's what fuck Ridley Scott. Yeah. I mean, Alien. I know you're watching. <laughs> Yo, Alien Covenant. Yeah. I'm not joking. Alien Covenant. What the fuck happened? What happened? Yeah. You should cast <laughs> us in your next film. <laughs> you won't cast me. I just shit all over Alien Covenant. I mean, the thing is, you have to find, it's in, in the interior's book there, it's quite funny, you have to find something in there. Just like uh, Nicolas Cage did, uh, uh, what was the movie with a fiery skull thingy? Because his sons loved it when he was a child. That's the reason they did it. <coughs> it was a massive... Ghost uh, it, Yeah, Ghost Rider tanked, but yeah, the, the, oh, everyone God. has their reasons. I really enjoyed Ghost Rider when the first time I saw it, <laughs> but I was How very young. You? <laughs> oh, young. So my mum, uh, via the domain, uh, says, um, <laughs> you're going to sleep well after this wine tasting. <laughs> I'm already half asleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. So this was an interesting podcast where we all just got smashed. This is going to be um, a great audio episode. I'm going to listen back to this and go, fucking hell, we got smashed at the one minute fairy mark. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so Next. also in the episode in this episode I said we, me and Anouk got me and Yang got cast off of this ep uh, an episode of the good the bad and the just plain standard. Not this anymore. episode this episode will not be doing anything for our endorsement as actors. <laughs> we just got fired. <laughs> Look six six or seven glasses of wine. More. Could be two roses, two red, uh, three reds. I can share for uh, uh video sake. That's you can see here that's my mum in the in the vines. Oh. Uh uh, organic wine, Domaine de Vallon Fontfresque. He's blonde now, right? Now she is, yeah, yes. That, that's the, yeah, we had to take new pictures for the blog, so which is pretty. going to go out. Yeah, she's uh, talking about Lee the other day. It's funny because my mom, whenever uh, I contact someone on Facebook, she's like contacting them, also, or, like uh, friending them. And at some point, like, uh, she told me, like, Lee contacted her. Like, she, she was, oh, are you a friend of Jan? And uh, how do you know? It? Well, I, I'm kind of his mom. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> My mom oh. said, oh, yeah, Jan's mom tried to be friends with me on Facebook. So I think they're friends now. Oh, <coughs> that's sweet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, great for marketing purposes, but, you know. <laughs> I'm going to follow suit at your table. So yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> say thank you so much for all the wine and hospitality. It's been great. Thank you for Apologies having. to Zoe, the director. 
so sorry. No, no, no. Uh, I'm quite glad that the whole of tech side went well. I know, eh? Well, That's a miracle. It was very good. So Thank the, you, So the moral so of the story is get pissed and the technical will work fine. Yeah, this time you have your um, Laura Toblerone bar, so that's that's quite cool. Yeah, you thank so you excited. so much. Thank you. <laughs> do I get to take it home? Of course yeah, you do. Of course, that's the oh, whole no, it's point. Yours. Yes. It's yours. And next time you're on, <laughs> you get another one. Uh, yeah, just bring the name tag again, and we'll just I'll, fill it in. I'll save it forever. <laughs> yeah, but more of this great. Thing. That is totally yours, babe. Uh, yeah, in terms of uh, filmmaking and storytelling, it was an intense episode. Like we, we went really yeah. deep into the. I mean, this is the best critical episode of a movie we've ever done. Um, <laughs> yeah. yes. Thank you so much, Laura, for coming. Um, yes, yes. I had a lot of fun. It's, and thank uh, you, Jan, for bringing the wines. Not very far from Aix-en-Provence, the vineyard. So lvdf.fr, and you'll get a little flag on the top right with the English verse. So if you want to have a look. And uh, my mum will start a blog very soon anyway, so we'll get all of that. Cool. Yeah. And the whole of history of about the whole thing. Highly recommended from all four of us, actually. Yeah, for sure. While we were still sober, it was an excellent wine. And as we got drunk, <laughs> still an excellent, still wine. excellent wine. Yeah. yeah excellent. Um, yeah, yeah, so thank you so much for listening. And thank you for Claire for founding yes, a vineyard. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> thank you, Claire. For reviving a vineyard from death to create excellent wine. Yes. And uh, good luck if you have kind of uh, something you want to eat out of the fridge in the next hour. Because with those berries... Everything will taste differently now. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of a joke that the guy who introduced me to that t- told. Uh, the guy who introduced me to that. Like, okay, you have that now, it's permanent. Like, what? <laughs> 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 no, no, it's just two hours or something. But yeah, uh, Miracle Berries. That's uh, Okay, so uh, thank you again very much for everyone watching and being there for the live. And um, we were Adam, Anouk, Jan, and Laura. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you. Bonsoir. Bonsoir.